Hello everyone and welcome to episode 84 of the Clockwork Cantina. Uh, how you all doing today? I'm one of your hosts, Josh902, and this is our other host of this awesome show. DT3, what's up guys? Hello. What's up guys? My camera is doing the same thing it always does. Um, uh, today we'll be talking about the Bad Batch in the second half of the show. It's like I had a brain fart, like we do this every week, but I... When we start, I'm always like, how do we start this show again? Because it's like so, I'm so, like, it's, it's like I haven't done it ever. And we've done it for 84 episodes, which is just dumb. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to get up in the middle of the show, but just for like a hot second. It'll be really quick. Uh, we don't have a whole lot of news, so it's probably going to be a shorter episode, but that's fine. It's the way it happens. Not a lot has been going on the past uh, couple weeks, couple actually. Weeks. So, yep. Um, that is uh cool it's fine it's totally cool it just gives us more time to talk about the uh the bad batch uh in the second half of the show which uh i'm i'm itching for more star wars even now like after the bad batch like i want i want more i want more so uh we'll talk about that obviously later on um but before we get started, we always talk about what we've been up to the past week. I've been up to a little bit. I've been playing some games. Daniel's been playing some games, including yeah. a thing I thought he would never play. So that, that, that's going to be interesting <laughs> to talk about. Um, we'll talk about that here for in, in a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, we can get started with that. Daniel, if you want to go ahead and hit us with what you've been up to the past week, go ahead, please. Yeah. yeah. Um, so in the in the. In the past week, uh, I've been playing, yeah, yeah, some games and watching some. I, I normally I I try to like get in a movie or 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 two or whatever just to like you know, all right. I've I've played some games, uh, watched some movie, watched some TV, and you know, watched a little bit of everything, right? Or do a little bit of everything, but I didn't get a movie in this week, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, uh. Anyway, uh, played some Splitgate. I've been playing more of that. I've, uh, that's been my FPS as of lately. It's a lot of fun. If you guys uh, don't know what it is, you can definitely look it up on Steam. It is like a Halo mixed with Portal type of game. I don't know. It's fun. I enjoy it a lot. It's it's been 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 a good good time. Been a blast. Uh, I I beat Mafia Three on stream, so we're done with that. And uh, I'm probably gonna take a break from story playing story games for a while on stream. Like I just wanna, I just wanna do a little bit of variety uh, for the time being. Um, it's been nice, like since beating. Uh, My game that, is really dark. That's not what I meant to add. You know, <laughs> you know playing whatever I feel like playing. So that's been fun. Um. Uh, which you know, Red Dead been playing that. There's been the the, the new uh, the new uh, passes out. I finished it already. Uh, they've been also having the like bonus uh, gold and XP and money. I think for the uh, called arms mode, which has been a lot of fun too. Um, so I'm gonna try to maybe farm a little bit more gold tonight before it it ends tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, I mean, ha having fun with that as always. Uh, play a little bit of Fall Guys as well. Um, 
that's been uh, pretty, you know, it's, it's the way it always is with Fall Guys. New season starts, you play for a little bit, and so on and so forth. Uh, I watched the first episode of Marvel's What If. That was very enjoyable. I liked it a lot. Um, yeah, it's been... I, I'm, I can't wait for the next one. Uh, this upcoming Wednesday, it's gonna be gonna be a good time. I really like that first episode. I still gotta watch it. I forgot completely with watching Bad Batch. I'm a, I'm a I'm a big fan of like those what if type scenarios, and I, I I hope eventually we get like a Star Wars what if because oh my man, god, I have so many ideas for that. I have so many ideas for that. Like Lucasfilm, Disney, hit me up. I I got so many ideas for what <laughs> you guys can do with that. All right, but anyway, yeah, Marvel what if has been cool. Uh, I, I know what the next few episodes are, what we're getting next. So I'm excited. I'm not going to say in case you, you know, you guys don't want to know spoiler wise, but the first one in case, uh, you know, you know, it's been out now. So it's the Captain Carter episode. We've known that for a while as well. The one with the, you know, where Peggy, uh, instead of Steve becomes, you know, gets the serum or whatever. Definitely, definitely check that out when you get a chance, Josh. Cause that's, a uh, it was cool. I, man. I plan to. I, I, I definitely, I definitely enjoyed it. Uh, looking forward to the next one on uh, Wednesday. Um, and then we, I, I wasn't sure if I was going to do this or I was going to check out this show like immediately. But we watched the first episode of Heels last night, and I'm kind of glad I, kind of glad I joined in on that because it was actually like, it was actually pretty good. Like, yeah, I was like, okay, like I was intrigued by it, but I was like, oh man. Like, to be honest, like, I thought you had already seen it, like, by that point. No, 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 I was waiting. I was like, I'm sure somebody will join me for this. <laughs> so, I hadn't, so, yeah, hadn't we, we ended it. up we ended up checking that out. And it was it was pretty cool, man. It, it was it was it was pretty cool. Um, Yeah, I mean, the way they ended it, like. I'm very. um intrigued with what they're going to what they're going to go on from there. I believe uh you were saying that there's 8 episodes total. So seven more to go, man. I don't know. That's that's a that's one way to start a show the way that they did, man. It's it's pretty pretty interesting. Uh yeah, it's it's Yeah, if you guys haven't checked it out, I'd recommend it. It was pretty solid. So definitely give yeah. that a shot. Sorry guys, I keep trying to fix my camera. It's being a little wonky. And then the last thing I did which I spent quite a few, quite a bit of time playing this, and I'm probably gonna stream it here, uh, maybe tomorrow actually. Um, so you guys know that that for the past I don't know how like month or past couple of weeks I don't know how long you've been playing it for, Josh, but uh, Josh has been talking about Final Fantasy fourteen, um, and like for the longest time I was like, well, you know, I don't really am like. You know, whenever I I have the MMO itch, I just hop on the Old Republic, and you know that that's enough for me. Cause like, I don't really like I don't really like paying for subscriptions and stuff, cause it's just it gets crazy. But um, they had they have a free trial, so I was like, okay, let me try out that that free trial. So I downloaded the game or I installed the game on Steam, the Final Fantasy fourteen online trial. And yeah, I uh, gave it a shot. Uh, I I also didn't. I also like again. I didn't think I. Josh said he didn't re- like think I would ever play it. 
I didn't. I I wasn't sure myself if I was ever gonna play it either. But um, there was, I they were like they were streaming it on Discord at one point. We were just chilling in 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 in, in on my server on, on Discord, hanging out on one of the the voice channels, and they came across like a band of people, like an in like 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 a band like of of made up with like made up of real like real people. They were playing music, and it was so cool, dude. I was like, "This is this is pretty damn awesome." And to give that band a, a quick shout out, um, they are you can find them on their Twitter. Um, they have a Twitter, which is called I believe it's um, robots. In disguise, uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. But you, but okay, but they're that's the name. The name of the band is called Robots in Disguise, and you know Final Fantasy fourteen is the game that they're in. But you can find them on Twitter at r i d f f x i v. So Robots in Disguise, Final Fantasy fourteen. That's that's where you can find them at r i d f f fourteen. And the 14 is in the Roman numerals. So, again, I repeat for the last time. You can find them on Twitter at R-I-D-F-F-X-I-V. So hit them up. They're, they were one of the reasons why I was like, you know what? I, I got, This seems so cool. I got I to gotta come in and, and hang out and, and listen to this, to this music, to, to them jam out and stuff. And I did. I actually did like a couple nights ago. I think it was like Saturday. They were playing, and I got to watch them live for the first time. And you know, they're like, "Oh, you, you can like request songs and stuff." And it was great, man. It was, it was a good time. They have a song list of, of songs that they know, and you can, you know, shout out a, you know, tell them to, you know, ask them to play a song, and they'll play it. And it was, it was pretty great. Like it, it's, it's been, been a lot of fun. So shout out the robots in disguise. Uh, cool, cool little uh, bard group in the uh, in the Balmung. Uh, server of uh, final fantasy 14 that's the cool thing about this game and it's like like even if you're not going to play the mmo like you still log in and hang out because they got that free trial you know yeah dude like it's 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 been pretty and like to be honest i've been having pretty i've been having a good time playing it like I, i'm already like level 30 something like i don't even remember what like i'm like level 32 or 33 or something like that already and i only just started mm -hmm. playing like i don't know i forget what day i started on but it was like friday maybe or yeah it was it was something like that like i i, I started on friday and i'm already like level 30 something uh so loki that you're do you pay in-game money them to players are free so i'm doing the free trial which i think you can play up to level 60 uh for free but they, of course, they limit you on all the things and a lot of things that you can do because you know you're, you're playing the free to play account. But if you want to like, you want to continue playing the game, then yeah, you have to pay because you have to pay the sub, you know. With uh, with yeah, with real money. Um, but I've just been having fun with the free trial. Uh, it's been it's been a lot. Of, it's been it's been a oh the band. No 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 no. You just they they they'll they'll just be like. Oh, we're we're playing music at this location in game, and then they'll be like, "All right, shout!" You know, we're taking requests, so just you know, either type them out in the chat or 
you know, whisper one of us if you're, if, you know, for those people that are feeling shy, if they don't want to type it out in the, the main chat. Yeah. And no, yeah. As long as it's as long as it's a song that's on their list, because because I mean, obviously, you have to choose a song that they know, right? So as long as it's a song that's on their list, you can request it like freely. Like there's, you don't have to, you don't have to pay for that at all. Like I, I, I on Saturday when I was playing, I bet I requested like like almost ten songs, and they played like every one of them. Like it was pretty cool. So again, cool. shout out to them. I just wanted to give them a quick shout out because they're one of the big reasons why I decided to start playing the game. Because uh, it like honestly like like playing through it kind of reminded me of of the olden days of when I used to play Maple Story. Like sure, like I would like level up and and quest and do all that stuff, but it was just fun, just like hanging out with people and like you know just chilling listening to music or hanging out or whatever you know what i mean so uh it, it reminded me it reminded me a little of that so that, that was that was pretty fun um, there's a lot of people that show up to those things too like yeah it's cool it's cool man everybody's using their emotes and just like you know going crazy and they, you know it's fun time man it was it was it was, it was pretty cool man it was, it was definitely it was pretty cool i i i've been having fun with the game so yeah i i didn't think i would i would play it but here we are. I'm playing it, and it's been pretty fun. And like I said, I I, I tried streaming it, um, or, or like I said, I'm gonna be streaming it tomorrow. But what I was gonna say is that I had tried streaming it on Friday. However, uh, I got as far as the character creation because I couldn't actually join the server because it was full. And I just had the game open in the background the entire time while I was doing other things on stream. And it wasn't until after the stream ended that I was able to join. So I actually haven't played any of it on stream. But we will tomorrow because we have our character and it's, you know, all made already and everything. It's all good to go. <clears throat> um, I'm going to hop in here, Daniel. Just right. Because uh, Loki said in the chat, as long as players aren't assholes, it's a good time. I want to yeah. say something about 14. There's almost no assholes in this game. And if they are, they're assholes like in the real world and just not in the game because I've yet to meet anybody that is like um a total jerk at all, like completely. Like like that is what has attracted me to the game. Uh Phenom to the game, we've all had like very positive experiences with just random strangers in 14. Like, like I think Phenom was doing something, uh, a raid or a dungeon or something, something for one of his weapons, and he had the wrong weapon out. And, like, the whole group, he was talking to the group as they were doing the fight, and the group was like, yeah, we can wipe and just start over. Like, it's not a big deal. So, like, That's you know, when, crazy, man. When, a com when, a, when a community is like that, that's something that I want. I want I want to make something like that, because that is truly special, because a lot of people hide behind the the monitors and the characters where you can't be seen and i'm sure there's jerks there obviously like everybody's got their bad part of the community but i've yet to really run into anybody that is like that like i have yeah, only I, had I nice interactions with 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 folks which is awesome awesome yeah like, I, I if i played world of warcraft game. people were assholes 
<laughs> yeah, no, just to add on to what Josh is saying, I haven't really been playing the game as long as uh, he has or other people. But yeah, I mean, from what I've seen, everybody's been pretty, pretty cool, pretty chill. Everybody's been pretty friendly too. It's like you know, I play a very interesting uh, uh, character, like you know, like race wise or you know, species or whatever you want to call it, right? Uh, so maybe that's part of it, but everybody's been pretty, pretty cool. Um, but no, yeah, again, everybody's been, been pretty, uh, pretty awesome in, in that game. Um, so yeah, uh, shout out to the people in that game. They've, they've made it pretty fun to, to play it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> all right but yeah that's pretty much all i've been up to uh, like i said i'll probably be playing it tomorrow on stream uh so if you want to check out if you guys want to check out you know that if you want to check that out and see what it's like for like you know somebody who's new to the game <laughs> like me playing it then yeah uh come hang out we're just gonna be, be chilling <clears throat> on that hell yeah Anyway, anyway, that's uh, that's pretty much it. All right. What have you been uh, up to, Josh? Your turn, I, man. I have been uh, mostly playing City of Gangsters, but I'm going to talk about that last because that's going to take up the most time. Uh, um, I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV, like I said, but not as not as much as I was. Uh, just because there's a lot out right now and things I wanted to try this week, like City of Gangsters, like we talked about last week. I'm sure we saw the trailer for it. I played it a lot this past week. Um, so we're going to talk about that. Um, uh, I played a little bit more of The Ascent, but not a whole lot. I need to go back and finish it because uh, I'm pretty sure I'm getting kind of like close to the end, I think. Um, and... Uh, I've been messing around. Anybody that follows the channel knows we love tabletop RPGs and stuff here. I've been messing around in Foundry, and, you know, I backed... I'm sure we've talked about it here on the podcast, the Ironsworn Starforge Kickstarter. And I have kind of haven't messed with it too much. I, I've read through the book back when I got it, but I've been reading through it again. And I was messing around with Foundry and, and the system. The beta system for Starforge is on... Uh, foundry so i could install it on there and for those of you that don't know uh iron sworn was originally a tabletop rpg that you could play solo or with friends or as a duo as a group um as like a bunch of random tables you could roll on and like the idea is like you could just kind of role play um even if you assist yourself and so it's pretty good for like uh like, if you want to do a one-man show type deal and stream it or record it or stuff, there's a few of those out there. Um, but Star for and it's kind of set in, like, a, um, uh, the original Ironsworn is set in, like, a Viking-style uh, uh, kind of uh, setting, and and the world is very, in like, medieval and, and, and stuff like that. And and, uh, and that's the, uh, the original one. This one is like the sci-fi version of that. And since I've been watching The Bad Batch a lot lately, and like I've been trying to kind of get that sci-fi, Star Wars-y tech itch kind of deal. Um, 
I put it up Foundry, installed the system, and like, it's great. Like, uh, I haven't played yet, but I made a character. I made my galaxy. Uh, we sat in voice chat the other night and rolled our truths. There's these truths about your world that you can roll a table on that determine certain things. And we were just going around. I was letting people just roll D100s in voice chat the other night to determine the truth of my world. Um, and that was a lot of fun. I'm going to be checking that out more, so I'll, that'll be uh, probably be in the notes more. Uh, and then, like, the only other thing I really did, other than Heels, I watched Heels, which was fucking great. Um, and I look forward to seeing more of that show. Especially the way it ended was like, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely kind of curious to see where it goes next um, on that. But the only other thing I've done this week, other than that, is I played City of Gangsters. I played a lot of City of Gangsters. Uh, this, this, uh, this game came out on the 9th. So it's been out uh, uh, a week, like last Monday. It came out last Monday when we were doing the show. Um, and I bought it after the show and downloaded it, and I've played about 17 hours of it uh, over the past week. And I've restarted a few times and stuff like that. So basically, it's like Gangster Civ almost in a way. Um, and also like, a, like some sprinkling of RimWorld in there a little bit, in that you... You... Pick a town, a city. So they got like Pittsburgh, I know is one. Chicago is one. Cincinnati, I know is one. If you, I think you get Cincinnati if you buy the deluxe edition. And there's a few other uh, cities in there. And each one has a seed, which is basically like the randomization of it, like a set of numbers that just randomizes everything about the thing, including like why well, starting characters in there and and uh, like what well, as you start playing, and you're starting like business. I got a really good one last time I played, and I'll talk about it in a minute. Um, so basically, you start off as a gangster, and you got these traits that do different things. Um, like, like some of them make you a better fighter. Some of them make people like you more. Some make people afraid of you. Um, some make you, like, a really good driver. Um, so... Uh, and I've I've tried and failed multiple times, and the game was a little buggy when it first came out. I had some bugs pop up that made me have to restart, but they did some updates, and it's since fixed most of the issues I had. Um, but the last one I started, I think I started in Pittsburgh. I just went with a totally random seed, so it was everything was random in it. Um, I got a decent starting character, but my home base was produced everything I needed to make a certain kind of alcohol, except for one thing. Which is very nice. Uh, which is small bottles. I need to get small bottles to to like um, to make this alcohol. So I can sell it, make money, and expand out. The goal is to like expand out and try to take over the city. And there's there's little fights and things like that um, that take place between like your characters and stuff. And they do better as they like, have different weapon types and stuff like that. Um, you can open fronts and take over territory. It's... It, and there's, like, little random, like, small families that are, like, this yellow color. And they're kind of like the barbarians for Civ. If you've played Civ, they're, they're like the barbarians. They pop up, they have a little chunk. But you can also make them kind of your allies a little bit, too. And then there's opposing families, and these guys are, like, the red color. And they, like, grow and expand just like you do. And some of them are tough. I was getting my ass kicked by a few the other day. I had to reload my save. Um, uh, I haven't, like, actually beaten, like, the game game leveled yet um and i haven't seen a lot of the late game stuff i will say it kind of gets a little bit repetitive um so basically what you're doing is like 
you're 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 setting up like delivery. So you're going around selling alcohol to places to get money to build to buy buildings and and pay your crew and stuff like that. Um, and so as you get your crew, they they pick up like the things you need. Like you set up delivery routes at these buildings, and they'll pick up money, buy these things. Like it's automated. Uh, it can be automated somewhat, where you just you set up their route and they go and buy these things and then bring them back to your place and pick up money and then go sell the stuff that you want and drop off money. Um, it's really cool. I'm actually having quite a bit of fun with it. Uh, I grew up on games like uh, Gangsters, Organized Crime, and stuff like that. Um, this isn't quite what that is, uh, but it's close. Uh, there's a lot of micromanaging and stuff in this uh, in City of Gangsters, which can be a little irritating if you're not used to that kind of thing, I think. But like Daniel, I don't think you would like this game. I'll be honest with you, because it's a lot of like little micromanaging go here, buy this, sell this, that's, make this. Yeah, that's that's like some of those games that I'd like rather watch somebody else play. Yeah. Exactly. See, see, I don't think this is like up your alley. Um, yeah, yeah. But it's not mine uh, when I hit the right moods for like that kind of thing, where I can lose hours in it. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm going to keep playing it. Uh, I'll try to get more info for you guys in, in like the late game. And see what that's kind of like. I feel like I'm kind of like strongly in the middle game at the moment. And then I kind of get stuck there. Like some people are really good at pushing through and I get stuck. Um, but I'll let you, I'll keep you guys updated on the City of Gangsters. Um, and that's kind of all I've been up to the past uh, week. Um, so Daniel, if we want to hit the news... We can do that, my friend. Uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. We can definitely head on over uh, to the news. Uh, to the news. All right, so the first thing we have here is a very interesting one. It's one of the more, uh, I guess, the bigger things that happened this past week. Mm-hmm. And that is that uh, there will be apparently a GTA remastered trilogy. Uh, so there's been months of rumors and speculation and whatnot that Rockstar would be remastering three of their classic games, which, you know, obviously. When you think of those, th- when you think of that, what wh- what are the ones that come to mind for you? Because for me, it, it it's automatically three of them for GTA. The one that comes to my mind the most is like the first one I played, which was Vice City. Vice City, okay. Well, that is one of them. Uh, but for those of you out there who are wondering, uh, it is yes, you guessed it: GTA Three, Vice City, and San Andreas. So apparently they will be remastering. Three. They will be remastering all three of those, uh, and they will be re- and they'll be releasing later this fall for a multitude of platforms, including the Nintendo Switch. Uh, for the past year, there's been rumors swirling around on Twitter and Reddit and all over the place that uh, you know the, the three PS2 classic era, PS2 era classic games for GTA would be uh you know 
remade uh, or remastered or, you know, however you want to, you want to phrase that, but like, um, apparently they're already an active, uh, develop, they're, they're already actively developing the remastered versions. And that all three of the, and all three of these games are being are being remastered using the Unreal Engine and will be a mix of new and old graphics. Uh, one source who claims to have seen the snippet of the games in action said that the visuals reminded them of a heavily modded version of a classic GTA title. The UI for the games are being updated too, but will remain the same classic style. Uh, no details will sh- no details were shared about the gameplay. But uh, they're trying to stay as true as possible to the PS2 era of those games as as much as they can. Um, so Rockstar Dundee, the Scottish outpost uh, for them, uh, and one of the newest studios of the company, is leading the charge in developing the remastered games. Another source said that the studio is heavily involved in not just the remasters, but is even helping, Rock- helping Rockstar on developing the next-gen GTA V ports that are out due later this year. Uh, before becoming Rockstar Dundee, the studio was Ruffian Games and had previously worked on Crackdown 2, Crackdown 3, and assisted with the development on the Master Chief Collection. Uh, plans around the remastered GTA tri- uh, titles have shifted a lot over the past year as a result of the ongoing pandemic, uh, and they continue to do so, and they might continue to do so until things are officially announced. Uh, originally, it seemed that these re-releases were going to be packaged together and given to players to purchase the upcoming next-gen ports of GTA 5 and GTA Online as a sort of bonus or a thank you gift from Rockstar. Then the plans changed. Uh, the Master Trilogy was scheduled to be released earlier this year. However, plans have changed again, and now the remastered titles are planned to launch around late October or early November for PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, Switch, PC, Stadia, and mobile phones. Uh, it appears that the PC and mobile ports might slip, might slip to next year as Rockstar, Rockstar focuses on developing the console ports first. Uh, while some has, have expected that Rockstar uh, will be spacing these releases out, uh, if not releasing them on their own uh, anniversary, on their own twentieth anniversary, uh, but that isn't the plan. Uh, it seems. Uh, mm. Instead, all three will be uh, released in a one collective package um, that may only be sold digitally. And for those people who are fans of Rockstar that are uh, wondering what else they may be remastering and re-releasing, apparently, uh, according to the sources over at Kotaku, uh, it's said that Rockstar plans to develop new ports of games like uh, Red Dead Redemption. Uh, but obviously, the 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 future of these games depends on how well the the initial ones sell. So we shall see. Cool. Um, yeah. that's exciting. We'll get to. I would love also, to go back to Vice City and San Andreas. Yeah, yeah. But also, here's another interesting little tidbit, and it has to do with Red Dead Online. Hmm. Um, Rockstar is so focused on, on getting these three re-releases out of the door alongside with the GTA 5 next gen port so much that they're like shifting, uh, you know, 
everybody on both of those projects. And the reason, and and because of that, the, because of the reason that they're putting everybody to work on either the GTA Five port or the, or the or the you know the PS2 trilogy remaster, is one of the reasons why Red Dead Online has has been having fewer and smaller updates. Mm. So, if you were wondering why, there you go. They're trying to do a lot of things at once, and it's uh, they just don't have the bodies, especially with the pandemic going around i imagine uh yeah yeah that's a that's a bummer about the the red dead online stuff but uh i think it's cool that they're remastering these they're gonna make a fuckload of money off of it for all the people that want that nostalgia trip because i mean like i love vice city and i love san andreas i never played the the third one so uh, I played a little bit of it, but I've definitely played more Vice City and San Andreas. Like San Andreas is like probably my most played GTA, like mm-hmm. out of all of them. So that one I have the most nostalgia for. Vice City is is also pretty good, but I again I didn't play it as as much as San Andreas. But I definitely played it more than three though. Three, I've only played like like little bits here and there, but I have played it. So I have a little bit of nostalgia for all three of them mm-hmm. because again that PS2 era like. I think if somebody asked me like what my favorite like console is, it would probably be the PS2, just because I have so much like that era in general, like the X, like OG Xbox, GameCube, and PS2. I'm gonna be honest, like I like all three of those, because like I only ever owned a PS, like my PS2 myself. I ended up getting an OG Xbox like years later, you know, just because you know I was like, oh, OG Xbox is cool. There's some games on there that I, you know really like like fable and like kotor and you know yeah some of those some of those things but anyway and the gamecube like i never had one but i had like cousins and stuff that had one so i i played games all the time on on all three of those systems so that era in general for gaming is probably like my favorite just for like my own reasons like nostalgia and and all that stuff personally but uh yeah no i i anyway do to for to you know stop the tangent I, those ps2 games i have a lot of good good the ps2 gta games i have a lot of good memories about that's that's what i was trying, gonna say yeah <clears throat> i did you so as I'm well that, that was a good era of gaming it was the it was game. man it was it, like when i think about it i'm like that's probably my favorite like like personal favorite era because like i enjoyed all three of those like it it, it wasn't even like like back then it wasn't even like oh the console wars or anything you know what i mean like it was just like here are these cool here are these three cool fucking systems that are all out at the same time from all three of the big you know the big ones right you got you got your xbox for microsoft ps2 for sony and then you got your gamecube for nintendo like they were all cool like i enjoyed all of them mm-hmm. i had many good times on all those so yeah that was that was a good era that was a good era man might might be a games of the decade topic in the future for that era in there you know <laughs> oh yeah dude i can yeah there's a lot i could talk about in that era we we haven't yeah. done it in a little bit like so said, maybe that's, time. that's that's one of my favorites man that or that is my favorite to be honest like it was just you were just you know have fun playing games dude like i it's you know there was no like like i just mentioned there is no like console wars and like oh you know fuck this you know system because i'm loyal to this one and you know all this other stuff like i mean i've, I've always been loyal to sony like but I like I you know again I still enjoy you know the GameCube and the uh, 
and and the and the OG Xbox. Like it was, you know, good stuff. But anyway, that that's a topic for a whole another day. I went on a little bit of a tangent. I'm sorry, but I just it just reminded me of like that era of gaming when we were talking about the, the GTA PS2 trilogy because those are some those are some great games. Hey, so. bro, it's fine. We don't have a lot of news, so talk about it all you want, but. We're yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. gonna talk know, about but, it on a future podcast. Yeah, that's a, that's, a that's what I'm saying though. It's like a good. To- it's like an actually good topic for another. Time, mm-hmm. So we will definitely be revisiting that in the future because I, I would love to talk about it as well. Yeah. I got my Star Wars water bottle. You know. Oh damn! You gotta stay hydrated when you're out there in a galaxy far, far away. May the um, force be with you. Uh, what's next, Daniel? What we? Uh, what else we got? After that cool GTA news, what we have next up is, um, here. This is I put this one in more of so because of you because I think yeah, this one is one of mine, yeah, for sure. So I put uh, this in here because Frostpunk Two is coming and it takes place decades after the original game. Uh, so there is a they do have a announcement trailer in there as well, yeah. Um, Because I know that you played the first game, I did a while back, and I think you liked it. So I, I, um, yeah, I, I, I didn't really think that the first game was that old. Like, how old is the first game? Um, it's a good question, actually. Let me look. Because they're already coming out of the second one. I'm like, well, I feel like the first one just came out like not uh, that long 20, ago. 2018. It came out in 2018. Ah, so it's okay. been uh, so no, it's it's all right. It's enough time for them. Yeah, they've they've had like I think they had an expansion not that long ago. I want to say, mm. uh, but the way the years have passed me by, they go by pretty quick. Yeah, they just, they, they did, have a lot of DLC and stuff. Yeah, it just it, it, it I don't know. I guess twenty eighteen doesn't. I mean, if the the yeah, rewind, I don't know. Time, time, time. is a crazy thing. So yeah, Frost, Frostpunk <laughs> 2 has been announced. Uh, Josh will have more to say about this than I do because, again, he actually played it and I, I haven't. So. I, uh... so I only played the original Frostpunk like one complete playthrough, but it's designed for multiple ones like because you unlock other modes as you play. Um, uh, but it's, it's, it's like you're in this frozen world. It's frozen decimation, basically, if you watch our D&D game. Um, it's in this frozen world where you're just trying to survive and, and, and like, uh, what lengths will you go to for survival? Like, will you put the kids to work? We may have even talked about this on a podcast episode because I feel like I remember, or at least I think I remember telling Daniel about like, yeah, early on I put the kids to work, man. Cause I had to, I had to get everybody I could, uh, you know, to get, uh, the, cause you got to stay warm in this frozen fucking wasteland. Um, which requires like more bodies to get things done. Um, and then as you progress through the story, you come across multiple choices like that. And then eventually this giant in the, in the, in the first version of the game, I played this giant snow apocalypse is going to happen where it's just going to get really fucking even worse cold than it already is. And you need to try to hang on for dear life uh, and make your way through it. I think toward the end, I was starting to lose people. And then we finally come out on the other side. And then and then it recaps everything that's all the choices you had to make. And and like it even like at first we had to put the children to work and stuff like that. And it just goes through each one. Like and some of it makes you feel bad because you made choices you had to uh to, to survive. Uh, like 
Frostpunk was a cool game. Uh, I wouldn't mind doing a run before the sequel comes out. Um, uh, and yeah, that's what the original game was like about coal, and it looks like this one's about oil. I, I looking through the uh, the article yeah. here at a glance, the I actually haven't read anything ended, about this. And now oil has become the frozen society's most sought after resource. Yeah. Um, yeah. So again, this this sequel takes place like decades after the the original, thirty years uh, to be exact. So there you go. That's cool. Uh, I'll be checking this out. I like Frostpunk, the original Frostpunk. So, and it was fun to watch people play it. People like Co Carnage and and them that had played, that are good at those types of games. Uh, it's it's one of the harder harder like city builder games I've ever played. I'm gonna say because like the, you, there's just so much stacked against you right off the gate, and you have to make that that choice. And the, I, the reason I keep coming back to the putting the kids to work things is because it's one of the very first choices you have to make. Um. Uh, but yeah, that's cool. That's exciting. I uh, can't wait for more of that. Uh, Frostpunk. Um, what else do we have, Daniel? Uh, next up, which is I think the last thing I have on here because there, you know, there's really a whole lot we'll going do on. A, but we'll do a quick scan afterwards. Yeah, I mean, you can you can search through it now if you want. Uh, yeah. So the other thing here is, um, for those of you who are Life is Strange fans, the Life is Strange Remaster Collection has been delayed to 2022 to alleviate additional pressure on the team. Uh, with Life is Strange True Colors just around the corner, uh, and uh, you know as well as the the Wavelengths DLC, uh, the studio announced a delay for the remastered collection. Uh, Deck Nine uh, offered an update on the social media post, including uh, confirmation that Life is Strange True Colors will arrive on September 10th, uh, with the DLC with the Wavelengths DLC slated for a September 30th release. Uh, Life is Strange Remastered was originally expected to launch around the same time, but Deck Nine wants to ensure the safety and well-being of its team, which is incredibly uh, important to do. Uh, and to do that, uh, they've made uh, the pushback for the remaster collection to sometime in early 2022. Uh, so here they like put up an image on Twitter, uh, and by they I mean Deck Nine, uh, on their Twitter account. Uh, there's an image that's that has a message from them, and they say, "Hello, Life is Strange fans. We have some important updates for you on our upcoming release dates. After Life is Strange True Colors released on September 10th, we're happy to announce that the Wavelengths DLC starring Steph Gingrich will release on September 30th. We'll be revealing a first look uh, via a trailer. However, due to the ongoing changes of the challenges of the worldwide pandemic, we want to alleviate any additional pressure on the Life is Strange team by giving them more time between the release of True Colors and the remastered collection. For this reason, we have made a difficult decision to relay, uh, to delay, rather, uh, the release of the Life of Strange Remastered Collection for all platforms, PC, PlayStation, Xbox, Stadia, and Switch until early 2022. Uh, we hope you understand. Thank you for your patience and overwhelming support. For more information, please keep an eye on our official channels, the Life is Strange team. So that was their message. Um, yeah, like for me, these aren't really, like I haven't really played these games. Like I, I, I didn't play the first one. So for me, like, 
I watched people play the first one because it's it's these types of games are like the are like telltale games, right? They're like episodic, like choose you know make your own choices and decisions and that kind of stuff so that will change the story in one way or another. And I typically like that kind of stuff, but like since I watched so many people play the first game, I just never played it myself. And then I just I was like, well, I don't really you know, I didn't really play any of the other ones because again I didn't play i watched people play the first one i didn't do it myself um i think i did try out the what was that like little spin-off game that they had i think it was called something like captain uh-huh. captain spirit was it something like that captain spirit yeah i think it was if the awesome adventures of captain spirit thank you i can't remember what the name was i couldn't remember i, I, I think it's that well, I mean, you said it is. Like, I just zipped it up. The Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit. I did play that. That was kind of like a little spin-off thing that they had. Mm. Um, and I played that, but I again, yeah, I haven't done anything else. So, yeah, I mean, this isn't really my kind of series, but I, I even though I do generally enjoy the style of game that this is, but I just this one, this series in particular, just hasn't really. I don't know. Again, like I said, I just watched people play the first one, and then I just—it feels weird playing the rest of them without having actually played the first one. I don't know. It, it's, you know, it is what it is. Like, it's fine. Um, yeah. but yeah. <clears throat> all right. If that's all there is on that, there's a few things over here. The biggest thing uh, that I found was that the. Uh, Call of Duty Vanguard uh, reveal confirmed for uh, Warzone on August 19th. So there was an article over here uh, that I found that said Call of Duty Vanguard will officially be revealed this Thursday, August 19th. That's according to an advert uh, published on PlayStation Store today, which confirms that the game will be shown for the first time uh, via Warzone, which is current Call of Duty, uh, 10.30 a.m. Pacific Time. And then Activision has officially announced uh, Call of Duty Vanguard with a teaser trailer and confirmed plans to reveal the title on August 19th. So we got a teaser trailer here we can play for you guys. Uh, For the Call of Duty guys. I'm not a Call of Duty guy at the moment. I'm more of a Battlefield guy, but let's see if this little teaser does anything Was a Call of Duty guy, but fuck Blizzard and Activision and all that. So I don't... Yeah, I don't really care, to be honest. To be honest with you, I wasn't even thinking about that when this popped up. Yeah, that's why I did. I, that's why I didn't include it because I'm like, fuck, I'm not, I'm not giving them anything. I'm like, fuck you guys. Yep, we can move on. Uh, I totally forgot. Um, uh, the next thing is like most of this stuff is rumors, but uh, a possible Alan Wake two is now in full production. I um, did hear about that, but I wasn't sure like It's a it's not officially announced or anything. It's just mostly rumor, but there's another rumor on here I want to talk about as well. Um that okay. we'll get to in a minute. Um uh, uh but Remedy has confirmed that their unannounced game project alongside Epic's Games has moved into full production. This is the game that some believe to be Alan Wake 2. This is an article over on PC Gamer, by the way. Uh, following Remedy's uh, reacquisition of Alan Wake in 2019, an announcement last year that the next game in the Remedy Connected universe was already in the works, Remedy said in the same message to investors that they are in, still in full production mode on their second smaller scale unannounced game. Uh, Epic Games fully funded the project with Remedy, we learned last year, so that probably means Epic will be publishing the unannounced game 
and therefore is very likely uh, will be on uh, will be a full on Epic Game Store exclusive on PC. Remedy will retain complete ownership of the IP, however. So, possible Alan Wake 2? I played a little bit of the first Alan Wake, but I never completed it. So, at some point, I probably will uh, do that. Uh, but that's exciting for you, Alan Wake, guys. Yeah, I, uh, I've played I've played the, the first one and uh, the Nightmare one, and they were pretty solid. So, And then I played Control, which, you know, if you played Control you know how trippy that is so um yeah i definitely i i would check out an alan wake too if, if, if it's you know if it ends up happening yeah hell yeah that's cool i like that they're they're gonna be like if it if it does turn out to be this alan wake too which it probably is i like that they have like a connected universe which is pretty fucking cool so like you can have crossovers and stuff like that yeah um the next thing is very grain of salt it's it's a rumor super rumor uh, but there's rumors of a Saints Row reboot that will be announced later this month. Uh, the reason I put this in here is because Daniel oh. and I just played the third uh, remastered. I, so. I, I, I like Saints Row. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. So a reboot, huh? Interesting. I, I actually, I feel like there's been like rumors or speculation about this for like a while too that they've just because yes. I mean like if if you if you for those of you who have played the fourth game, like you know how they kind of have to reboot stuff after the way that that game ends. Um, so I'd be very curious in how they do it. Cause again, I love the saints row games. They're most of them are fun. Uh, and yeah, Josh and I just literally went through, uh, the, the remaster of the third game. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm it'll be, it'll be very, I'm, I'm, I'll be very interested in that. When did you say that we'll get more information on that? Uh, there's no date, but later this month, probably Gamescom, I think, is uh, the thing this month, right? That would make sense, yeah. Yep, Gamescom. That would make sense. When is Gamescom? Let's look that. The That's 24th, like soon. The 24th yeah, uh, it's like next the 26th, so... Yeah. yeah, so we could probably talk about that on the 30th. Uh, uh, yeah, well, we, we will be talking about that stuff on the 30th, because uh, we'll probably have news. We'll probably yeah, actually yeah. have news! Shit! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely can talk I kind of hope that. that turns out to be real and I kind of hope it turns out to be like I need it to be Saints Row you know what I mean like I need it to be that but you know reboot like I want them to keep the same feel and flavor obviously I don't want just like a whole new deal with the name yeah. slapped on there because uh, I had a lot of fun playing the third, especially with you. I hope they do co-op with the re uh, reboot. Oh, I yeah. So. I, I, of course. Of course I want them to do uh, co-op, man. Like, that's... It was such a blast playing uh, the third one in co-op. So, I, I, absolutely, I hope they do the the new one. Yeah, I, I'm Yeah, I'm just... I'll be keeping an eye out on that because I'm definitely interested. So, we'll see what they do. Yeah. I don't usually like to talk about rumors on the show because I like to. I usually like to have like confirmed 100. percent We're getting this kind of thing. Yeah. But, you well, know. we. I mean, we we do we do still talk about rumors. And so, uh, but fine. that as one that like, one I definitely wanted know. to throw on there. Yeah. yeah. Saints Row, and we just played it. So. Absolutely. Uh, like some things on here are ridiculous that I would never talk about. <laughs> but yeah. Um, uh, that's all there is for game stuff. We can move on to television. Uh, if we want to. Which I'm pretty sure we do. Let me open this up. 
Open this up. Boop. All right, so that's it for the gaming news then, huh? Yes. All right. All right, so on to the TV news it is. So the first one that we have here is the Netflix Avatar The Last Airbender live-action TV series has set their cast. So I'm going to be honest, like straight up off, off the top of this. I am not sure how this is going to go because this is just me speaking. Like, this is me. I'm not reading this off of anything or anywhere. Um, So originally, they had the creators of the show of the, you know, the uh, the animated series working on this one. But they dropped out due to, I guess, just creative differences or something. So I don't remember exactly what it was. But it, the thing is, they dropped out. So I am not sure how this. I don't know, man. This could, this could be good. Or it could be bad. And we've already had one live action interpretation of, or, or, you know, adaptation rather of this show, which was the movie that everybody remembers. And that wasn't good. And this is a whole new version, you know, whatever. So there, there's potential. But I don't know, dude. Having the original creators not on board. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I will say that I'll, I'll probably, I will end up giving this a shot. But as of right now, I don't have the most enthusiastic feelings on on this. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, they've set their cast, and what's what is cool about this is that they have like an like an all Asian cast, really. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty neat. You know, you have an Asian cast for Asian characters. I mean, that that makes it just it makes sense. So, but anyway, uh, we have Gordon Cormier, uh, Kiwa Wentio, Ian Usley, Dallas Liu. Uh, have been cast as four of our main characters here. So we have uh, Gordon Cormier as as Ang, or or as the sh- the the movie called him Ong. Uh, uh, Kiwa Wentio as Katara. Also, I I sincerely apologize if I'm mispronouncing that name. Uh, and then Ian Usley as Sokka, Dallas Liu as uh, Prince Zuko. Uh, so those are our four that we have here. I don't recognize these kids from anything in particular, but some of the stuff they're credited for here is like um, uh, Gordon Cormier is uh, credited for Gabby Duran and the Incitables. I I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. I don't know. I don't even know what that is. Uh, Kiwa Wentio is credited for Beans, which again I don't know what that is. Ian Usley Physical. I don't. I I don't know what that is. The only one of these that I have heard of is 1015, which which Dallas 
is in. And even then, I mean, I haven't seen the show. I've only just heard of it. Um, however, Albert Kim from Sleepy Hollow and Nikita will serve as the showrunner. Uh, executive producers of the series, uh, Dan Lin from the Lego movie and Aladdin. Uh, Lindsay Libertore from Walker. And then you have Michael Goy from Swamp Thing and American Horror Story. Uh, so, yeah, um, they have their creative team and they have their cast, their main cast. Uh, we'll see how this goes. Again, I I don't know, man. I'm, I'm a, I, I, I want it to be good because, again, I don't ever want things to be bad. Like, I don't I don't want to, like, watch something and have it be bad. Like, I want I Josh and I have said this many, many times, but there there are things that, like, like we like everything we want to watch, we don't want it to be bad, you know what I mean? Like we never want to go into something already being like, all right, well, this is gonna suck, you know. Like I I, I like being surprised pleasantly uh uh when something is good, you know. So that's kind of what I'm hoping for in this case, but I don't know. We're just time will tell, man. Time uh yeah, I have I have no clue how this is gonna be. Um, but you know, I don't want it to suck, obviously, like Daniel just said. Um, uh, and you know, I already kind of have my best version of Avatar The Last Airbender as the animated show, so I can go, I mean, I can go yeah. rewatch that anytime I want to and enjoy it. And uh, so I, I want this to be a success as well because I, I want people to succeed in, in, in the things that they do. I don't think more Avatar is a bad thing, um, especially if it's successful. So, uh, uh, that's uh, that's all I got to say about that. All right. Well, we can move on. The next thing that we have is uh, Ian Ian er, Ian Ethan Ethan Hawk has been talking about his uh, Moon Knight character. Uh. And he says that he uh, he's basing his his character off of David Paresh, which uh, for those of you who don't don't know who David Koresh is, uh, he is uh, the like uh, the Waco dude from uh, you know the nineties. Uh, there's a ton of documentaries on David Koresh yeah, and Waco out yeah, there. Like, like, yeah, yeah. So he's he's like he's the cult leader dude uh, from from the nineties. Uh, and you know. I I remember when that shit happened. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So he, but so, yeah. so again, Ethan Hawke is basing his uh, Moon Knight character on David Koresh, which is interesting because I'm not even sure we know who he's playing yet, right? Do we know? <laughs> Sounds like a villain to me. <laughs> but, well, well, yeah, obviously. But I was just like, I, like I, I, I wasn't sure if we Here's knew like, his. I don't know shit yeah. about Moon Knight at all. So I don't know any of his. Yeah. Who he? I don't even know any of his villains or or any of that stuff. So, um, that'll be uh, interesting. <laughs> well, so yeah. On the speaking of interesting, uh, the way that he got cast for the show was that. Basically, Oscar Isaac, who is going to be our Moon Knight, mm-hmm. uh, told him about it. 
they like they were at like a coffee shop and 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 then basically Oscar Isaac told him that he liked one of the things that he was in, the good Lord Bird. And he was like, Yo, I like this this thing you're in, the good Lord Bird. You wanna be in Moon Knight with me? And it was like he was like, Yeah. So that <laughs> that's how he got in Moon Knight. Like, could you imagine just being like you do you do one thing and then like somebody what you know comes up to you and is like, Yo, I like this thing you did in I like this one thing you're in. You want to come join me on this thing that I'm doing right now? And be like, well, fuck yeah, dude! Like, like that would be so cool, man. Like, that that's pretty awesome. That uh, yeah, it it is dope. That, that uh, that way, yeah. It's also a thing you can do with somebody like Ethan Hawke, who is a tried and proven actor and been in a lot like a lot of successful yeah films and and such as that. And Oscar Isaac also has like a a ton of pull on stuff. So because uh, he's you know, a big thing right now. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's really, it's really cool. I like Ethan Hawke, so. Um. Yeah, so again, yeah, we don't even know what character Ethan Hawke is playing, but what we do know is that he's going to be uh, very much like David Koresh, so there you go. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy that little bit. Enjoy that little, <laughs> little tidbit of information there. Uh, the next thing that we have here as we move on is that Amazon's Lord of the Rings show is going to be leaving New Zealand uh, for season two. They're going to be moving over to the UK. This seems like it's kind of blasphemous to me a little bit because like they've done every Lord of the Rings related project in New Zealand, right? I think so the fact that they're like the fact that they're leaving for the UK in season two is kind of I don't know, man. It seems like. Like at the end of the day, it's not a big deal, but like it's like, wow, oh shit, they're leaving New Zealand. Like everything they do is out there, ain't it? Uh, but yeah, Amazon Studios is going to be packing up Lord of the Rings and moving its production from the show uh, from New Zealand to the United Kingdom for season two. Uh, Amazon has invested heavily into sets and facilities in New Zealand. Uh, to help the show's debut season, which recently wrapped, filming at an estimated price of $465 million. Jesus Christ, that's so much. Right? The show's steep cost was a key factor in the decision, with sources saying that the UK will be more, a more economical choice moving forward. Uh, Amazon has been heavily investing in studio space in the UK and is shooting many other titles there, such as Good Omens, uh, the rig, the power, Anasi boys, so on and so forth. Uh, another factor was that the country has a very strict pandemic lockdown policy. Uh, insiders credit the policy with helping keep helping keeping the help keep the production safe during un unprecedented times, but it's also resulted in logistical challenges, uh, given that roughly half of the cast is from the UK. Uh, for instance, any time a member of the cast or crew left the country, they would have to quarantine for 14 days upon a returning to New Zealand, and there were limits as to how many people could come and go from the production at any given time. Uh, that being said, Season 1 post-production will continue in New Zealand through June 2022, and pre-production on Season 2 will begin concurrently in the UK after the first of the year. Uh, so... Yeah, I guess after hearing all of this, it kind of makes sense why they're moving uh, from the you know to the UK from New Zealand. But yeah, it's just, it's kind of crazy. That's like 
everything so far that they've done has been out over there in New Zealand and now and but I mean like I said it makes sense though that because of all these you know stipulations and, and whatnot they're like all right this is because again that's a lot to pay for a show man mm-hmm. 465 million dollars for a season of a show that's nuts dude that is nuts but I'm I'm excited for this though. I f- I feel like we we've been lacking Lord of the Rings, man. Like there's been there just hasn't been a whole lot of anything like since the Hobbit movies, which were like what like almost ten years ago now. That's kind of crazy to even say to be honest. Yeah. Because I think the first one was like what 2012, and then it was 2013 for the second one, 2014 for the last one, something like that. Anyway, it's almost. We're almost getting to that ten-year mark of the first one, um, but since then we haven't really had a whole lot. Like, there's been like the sh- Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War games and stuff, but like, other than that, what else have we had, Lord of the Rings wise? Nothing really. Like, not a it, lot, it, right? No, and, and like the last thing I can actually think of, and it's not even like a show or movie or anything like that. It was a Kickstarter for a tabletop RPG that was successful. Mm. Like, um, other than that, there hasn't really been a lot. Uh, uh, and the Shadow of War mortar games aren't even considered part of like the canon. Yeah, they're not. They're, so, not, they're not even canon. Yeah. Um, and and then there's like that Golem Golem game that's supposed to be happening. That yeah, I, it's yeah, I weird and too, like, but I'm, but I'm just like, wait, hey, like it's game. weird and like I don't understand why it's even gonna be a thing. Um, but yay. It's it's the only thing I can think of other than like what you mentioned. So yeah, uh, so I I just I we're we're lacking uh, some Lord of the Rings nowadays, and I kind of wish we had that, but we have to wait at least another year for that. Um, unfortunately, yeah. But in the meantime, I guess we have like The Witcher, and you know, fucking we had Game of Thrones, but then we saw how that ended, and then. You know, we we've had other things here and there, but it's just I don't know, man. Lord of the Rings is just it's like, yeah, it's like a fantasy type thing, but I don't know. I just and we've had plenty of that over the past, you know, however many years, but I don't know. I just Lord of the Rings is to me, it's like it's it's its own. It's the OG like, man. Like yeah, dude, it's, it's it's we need we need more Lord of the Rings, man. We need more Lord of the Rings. I like I like that world and that universe and and all that stuff more more than like a lot of other things. It's inspired like any other fantasies like been inspired by Lord of the Rings. So like yeah. So that's like what I want. I want the the original. I want yeah. We want the OG man. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, moving on from that, if we have nothing else to say, yeah, um, well, go ahead. Marvel Studios is planning multiple new animated series following the debut of What If. Uh, so What If debuted on Wednesday on Disney Plus uh, as a creative critical milestone for the MCU. Um, producer, executive producer Brad Winderbaum from Black Widow explained that. Uh, Marvel Studios already has multiple animated series in various phases of development for Disney Plus, on top of a second season for What If, and a series of photo reel animated shorts centered on Baby Groot that are both already in production. Uh, 
Winderbaum says the company was driven by the recognition that that the creative freedom demanded by What If, including staging new versions of major action sequences from just about every movie within the MCU, is only possible through animation. Uh, we realize that there's lots of cool avenues you can explore with animation. Uh, any project that we create is going to be something that needs to be animated in order for the story to be told. There's very little desire to take a piece of IP that's popular because we're coming out with a movie and just make an animated show about it. We're not going to do that. Uh, when when asked on what it was like working on what if he says it was animation kindergarten, but he was fast, but he was a fast study and a faster devotee. You can ca you can adapt the director's vision onto the screen in a very pure way. Um, when asked about uh, if if it would leave the door open to working with uh, Pixar or Disney Animation down the line, he says it's something that we'd be open to under the right circumstances. It depends on it all depends on the project. How, that'd be kind of cool, man. Like seeing like a Marvel Pixar project or something. I I'd, I'd be for that. I think that'd be kind of kind of neat, actually. Mm -hmm. depending yeah like he's like he's like he himself said depends on the project like depending on what it is i I think it could be pretty neat honestly um uh which you know it's kind of funny that we're coming back to the to an age of marvel animation because for a while like especially in the 90s that's all that marvel was right it was like just comics and, and animated shows like we had like spider-man in the 90s we had x-men in the 90s Yep. Like that's all Marvel was. It wasn't like all these movies like we have nowadays. Like so it's kind of cool that they're bringing, you know, we're bringing back Marvel animation in this way cuz I'm all for it, dude. I I I love it. Absolutely. They should do the the yeah. ultimate crossover with the Incredibles, Big Hero 6 and some MCU all in one gigantic mix. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty cool. So I, they're working there. They have multiple new shows in in several phases of development. So that's uh, very interesting to me because uh, I like What If so far. It's been really, really good, uh, even though it's only been one episode. I'm super excited for the one upcoming and, and what we have after that. Uh, very, very exciting times for uh, Marvel animation, that's for sure. Um, the last thing I have on here is that uh, Netflix's The Witcher Blood Origin has added 10 to their cast, and they have also set directors. So, this actually dropped earlier today. Uh, the Witcher Blood Origin, Netflix's live-action prequel series to the fantasy show starring Henry Cavill, is growing its cast with even with even more with 10 new cast members. Mirren Mack will play Merwin. Lenny Henry will play Baylor. Jacob Collins will play Eridan. Lizzie Annis will play Zakare. Uh, Hugh Novelli will play Callan, a.k.a. Brother Death. Francesca Mills will play Meldoff. Amy Murray will play Fenric. Nathaniel Curtis will play Brian or Brian. Uh, Zach Wyatt will play Sindril and Dylan Moran will play Uthrock One Nut. That's a, that's a that's name. That's a name. Uh, 
<laughs> Sarah Sarah O'Gorman from The Curse and The Last Kingdom and Vicky Jusen from Close and Bo uh, Born of War will each direct three episodes of the six-episode limited series. Uh, set in an elven world a thousand... 200 years before the world of The Witcher, uh, the prequel series Blood Origin will tell a story lost to time, including the creation of the first prototype Witcher and the events that led to the pivotal conjunction of the spheres. When the worlds of monsters, men, and elves merged to become one. So yeah, there you go. We got a lot of, got a lot of names there. Got a lot that's cool. Of names. I don't know nothing about any of this, so that's neat. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see what some of this is, is all about, but hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's all we got for, uh, for that. Um, can move on to the movie news if you got nothing. No, not really. Go right ahead. All right. For the movie news, first thing we have here is that Venom, Let There Be Carnage has delayed their theatrical release amid the Delta surge. Um, so yeah, I know how I know how sad everyone is about this because you know Venom too looks just so so great, right? When this movie does bad, they're gonna be like, it's because of COVID. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're gonna. That's I, can, gonna I, be can, the I can see that happening. <laughs> that's yeah. gonna be the excuse. That's not gonna be the truth. <laughs> yeah, we, we had to move our movie so many times. You know. Uh, um. But yeah. Uh, it was originally supposed to be coming out. I think on September twenty fourth. But they're moving it to October fifteenth, uh, which I, I mean, I thought it was already coming out in like an October time because I think the first movie came out in October time. So yeah, that makes makes sense uh, to me at least that it would come out then. Um, as you can tell, we're yeah. super excited about this movie. No, yeah, I mean, I'm I, like, we're not like, we're just gonna be, we're just gonna say it straight up. We're, we're, no. we're, we're not. Uh, that last trailer didn't, it, it did not help. If anything, it it, it made my, uh, enth enthusiasm, uh, for this movie lessen even more. Um, because like again, I didn't think the first one was terrible. It was just a fine movie. But I say this every time I bring it up. It just felt to me like a '90s movie, like like a pre MCU '90s movie, you know. Uh, which, you know, again, isn't a bad thing, but it's just you know, it's just what it felt like to me. It was it was, it was fine, you know. It, was, it wasn't anything special. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Well, I'll I'll probably end up checking this out, but like I'm in no rush to check it out. Like I'll, I can wait, I can wait all the time you need. Uh, Sony, uh, I don't really, I'm not in a rush, man. But anyway, this is one of the you know many movies that have been pushed back. Like, I know that they've also pushed back Morbius to like January, and then uh, you know, Craven the Hunter is gonna be like 2023 or something. So, 
anyway, we can move on from that. Um, here's something that's pretty cool. John Wick Chapter 4 has added Clancy Brown to the cast. We love Clancy. We love Clancy. We love uh, John Wick. Amazing movies. And Clancy Brown's mm-hmm. the man. So I'm I'm all for this. Uh, Me too. I'm excited. Lion, Lionsgate has closed a deal for Clancy Brown. Which there, John Wick Chapter 4 already has an insane cast, dude. Like, they got Keanu Reeves, Donnie Yen. Hiroyuki Sanada, Rina Sawayama, Shame, uh, uh, Lance Lance Reddick, and and Ian McShane are also returning as as their characters, and now we have Clancy Brown on board. I'm really curious what he's gonna who he's gonna be. The Kurgan, <laughs> the Kurgan but, uh, comes yeah, we... to John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> uh... yeah, we... This is this is cool, man. I I can't. No, wait. it's I dope. It's dope as fuck. I can't. That's very dope. Such a cool cast are building up. I wonder who else they're gonna add to this, but yeah, he's, he's a Clancy's a great addition, so I'm all about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of additions to movies, this is a bit of a weird one, but uh, the internet kind of went crazy when it happened uh, this past week, and that is that uh, Idris Elba is going to be joining. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 as as the voice of Knuckles. Uh, sure. Sure. I mean, he's, he's not who I would have guessed. I'm sure he's going to do a great job, but I just... Uh, th- th- there are... Ca- there's, there's castings that happen, like, every once in a while. Like, most of the time when there's a casting that happens, I'm like, oh, that's great. That makes sense. You know, like, we were talking about the Blue Beetle with, uh, you know, Sholo Maridueña, right? The... the, the you know, Miguel from uh, from Cobra Kai. I'm like, we both Josh and I were like, that makes so much sense. Like, I, I was super excited for it because I'm like, hell yeah, dude, that's a great pick. So most of the time, I'm like, I, I you know, you kind of you kind of trust studios and and casting people to make the right decisions and stuff. And not to say that this isn't one of those, but like every once in a while, I get hit with a casting uh thing where I'm like, huh, I would have never guessed that, but okay. Like we'll see how we'll see how that works out. Um But yeah, you know, fresh off of Suicide Squad here, you just is gonna be uh voicing uh you know Knuckles. Uh he himself <laughs> so... confirmed it. He himself confirmed it in a tweet which says knock knock and it's just a fucking you know, it's Knuckles is Knuckle. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be real honest here. The most honest I've ever been on this show. <laughs> The only two characters I know about Sonic are Sonic and Tails. I don't know who the fuck Knuckles is, to be honest, other than, like, he's oh, a really? character okay. in the game. Like, I, like my knowledge of Sonic lore is really bad, because I never really played those games other than, like, the first one. Um, I played, like, bits of them here and there, so I know who Tails is. I know who Knuckles is. I know so who they, some people are here and there, but I, I never, I haven't played them like super. I'm not like a Sonic mega fan either. To be honest. Like I know, I know Knuckles is in games. Like I know that. Yeah. I know nothing about Knuckles. I know nothing about any of the other characters. I've seen pictures of them. Uh, and like so, like I think I said in voice chat the other night. I'm like I don't even know what Knuckles sounds like. <laughs> like I'm like is he supposed to have a voice? Yeah, I still haven't even watched this first movie either with Sonic. So yeah, I haven't either. I actually, I, 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 I want to check it out now because, like, I heard it was fine. Like, like it was better than people expected. Honestly, like, I, I thought it was gonna be a, a train wreck, but like, 
it wasn't that bad, you know, like from what I hear, at least, uh, especially since like people didn't like the original design of Sonic. You remember when that was a fucking thing and then they changed it again? Yeah, respect uh, to them for doing that because it's a lot of work. Yeah, definitely, definitely respect. And and hopefully everybody who was crying about that went to go out and watch the movie because you know they listen to you. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So this is gonna be interesting. I, I, yeah, this definitely makes me want to watch the first one. So I'm 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 probably gonna do that here within the next couple days, and then maybe I'll we'll talk about that next week for a little bit if I end up watching it. But uh, yeah. So there's uh there's your Sanic news for the uh, for the day. Um the last thing that I have here is something that I didn't even know was happening. And there is a spawn movie in the in the works and it has a new writer. Uh so Brian Tucker who penned the 2013 Mar- uh, Russell Crowe and Mark Wahlberg crime thriller Broken City has been hired to write the script for the feature project. Jason Bloom's Blumhouse uh, Productions is behind the feature, which has Todd McFarlane, the creator of the comic and character, attached as director. Uh, Blum and McFarlane are producing... Carla Hacken is executive producing. The project has been percolating since 2017. Okay, I think I kind of remember hearing that a while back. But then there, so now that I'm now that I'm reading this, I remember hearing about something about a Spawn movie. But I remember it's been Jer- like years, I know it's in the article here, but I remember the Jeremy Renner news and like Twitch, the character named Twitch. I remember yeah. that two bits. So what they say is that at one point Jamie Foxx was attached to play Spawn, and that Jeremy Renner was a detective nicknamed Twitch. Uh, however, since time has passed since their initial boarding, it is unclear if the actors are still involved. Uh, insiders say they could be reapproached after a script is written. Uh, McFarlane wrote the initial script, which attracted the actors. Uh, for those who don't know Spawn, Spawn is centered on a black ops agent who is betrayed and murdered, and his soul is sent to hell for the all in, in all the innocents he killed. While there, he makes a deal with the demon that allows him to return to the earthly plane with his wife. However, five years have now passed, and his wife has moved on, while he is a disfigured and superpowered Spawn of hell. Um, so it was. Uh, so the comic was adapted into a '97 New Line horror action movie that starred Michael Jai White, as well as a late '90s HBO animated series. But uh, yeah, so okay, going back to this project though, I I now that I'm reading about it, I do remember hearing about it like years, like years back. It says it's been percolating here since 2017. So yeah, I remember hearing about it then. But since there's just been like zero news lately, I kind of forgot it was a thing. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know if they're gonna keep Jeremy Renner or Jamie Fox, but they have somebody working on a script, on a new script. So, we'll see what ends up happening with this. Um, yeah, there was supposed to be like a TV show. Uh, which is an article here on that links to it. 
And I, yeah. cause I feel like we talked about it on the cantina before the salmon Twitch TV show that was supposed to be a mm. thing. Do you remember that? It's cause I remember the talking about a TV show. I don't remember them talking about a movie. Uh, and like Spawn was supposed to kind of be in the background of the show or something. Like all this was like a year ago, probably. Uh, the, if we even remember talking about the show, yeah, I, I don't even uh, remember talking about the show. I just remember talking about the. I know I I remember hearing about the movie. We I don't think we talked about it on the show, the movie, but like I remember hearing about it before we even started the podcast. Like it was a thing like years ago. Kind of like I'm pretty sure we talked about the show on the on the podcast at one point because it yeah, was. I'm, I mean, maybe, but uh, I just don't remember, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it's, it was a while back. And I, I, I always forget about this stuff because, like, you'll hear about it one time and then fucking never hear about it again. So, like, right now, when they're talking about a movie randomly, you know? Um, so, shit. I, I mean, who knows if this will end up even happening? He's been trying forever we'll to get see. spawned I mean, back in the... In the yeah, they've yeah they've been trying they've been trying but uh, it hasn't happened yet. We'll see. I mean, a, 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 I think a good Spawn movie would be pretty badass. Uh, yeah, I like Spawn. Spawn's a cool looking character with a dope just, backstory. Hmm. They just gotta get the right uh, the right script and the right people behind it. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. But that's all we got for now. There isn't any other news other than that. For, that's for all your news for the days, y'all. That's um, your news, everyone. That's your news. Uh, Daniel, do we need a break? You need to take a break? Or you want to keep on rolling? Nah, we can probably just keep it rolling. This all time. right, let's keep on rolling. We're going to talk bad batch. Let me put on the uh, text on the screen for us so people come in they realize we'll be spoiling it probably oh not probably we will be yeah that's usually how it goes bad bench we usually spoil it so if you haven't seen season one get out of here get out of here sorry i'm trying to make the uh text look pretty all right Star Wars The Bad Batch Season 1. Because guess what, ladies and gents? Season 2 was confirmed like before the last two episodes came out. All right. We got our text on the screen. Excellent. Uh, so, uh, Daniel, start us off here. I will say right. I um, I started watching it when it first started airing. I fell off, not on purpose, just, you know, things happen. It, it usually happens when I try to watch a show. I went back and I watched all of the show all the way through within the last week. So it's all very fresh for me. So, so I've been ahead. watching them week to week. as Like, I watch this stuff as it drops. So, like, 12 a.m., it drops, I watch it. And I've been doing that every week for each, each episode. Um... So yeah, it's been it's been great, but season one. So as we always do with these things, we we always say whether we like it or we don't or whatever. I so here's the thing for me. I remember before this show came out, and they were like, "Oh, we're gonna be doing a show about the Bad Batch, which are a group of characters that appeared in the one arc at, at the end of season seven, right?" 
for season seven of the Clone Wars, rather. And I was like, okay, but like there are so many other things I'd rather see instead of that, you know? And with each passing trailer, I was like, okay, this is winning me more and more each time. And then now when the show started at the very first episode, which was a longer episode, by the way, it was like a 70 minute episode or something like that. It was nuts. Like it was a 70 minute premiere and I was fully on board by that point. It was, um, it was fantastic that, 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 that first, that first episode, but, um, um, yeah, I, um, I, now that it's all over, I can, I can say that I did enjoy it the entire, the, the entire season. Some episodes were not as, um, some, some people would use the word filler. I wouldn't cause in my opinion, none of this stuff is filler because it always comes back in one way or another. Like, that's how a lot of people felt about Rebels. They're like, oh, you know, this episode was filler or whatever. But at the end of the show, everything came back and and, and in one way or another. Um, So, yeah, I, I wouldn't call it any of these filler. But some episodes, some episodes of this season were more... Um, they were more... I guess the right word to use is they were more bombastic than others. Like, there was more going on. Some of them were just like, oh, we're just going to go, you know, we're going to go rescue Jabba's Rancor or like, you know, we're going to go do a little side mission here with the with the fucking uh, the net, you know, the nest or the bees or whatever that one episode was when when they were like, oh, you know, don't infested. wake in the hive. That, yeah, that's the only one. That's the one that really kind of like that was the one that and it's because it's in a it's because the episodes before that are like really like good and like leading to something and then they kind of throw in infested in between that and the next the next interesting couple episodes that it's like oh it slowed us down a little bit like because before that we got the uh the rylot stuff which is very exciting it was like i wanted to see more of of that and then you kind of got infested like right after that i I think it may have been in a bad spot Star Wars animation or Star Wars TV in general, I guess, kind of has a, a like they they tend to do that. Mm-hmm. Like they'll they'll give you like 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 so another thing that I forgot to mention in my what I've done the past week is every every week we've I've I've been doing a Clone Wars group watch with some people who haven't watched Clone Wars. And eventually we'll we're gonna be going through Bad Batch and Rebels and all that stuff, right? We're doing it in chronological order. So we're currently in Clone Wars season six. Then we'll be doing Bad Batch. Then we'll be doing Rebels. Anyway, but the reason why I bring this up is because I've noticed that they they do that a lot in Clone Wars. Like they'll give you like these amazing arcs, and then they'll give you like like okay, for example, they'll give you like um, you remember in season five how they have season five has like a shit ton of great arcs, um, so. In that they give you like, um, the the mall one, and then they give you like the younglings one where they are off to build their their lightsabers and stuff, and then after that they'll give you like the droid one where it's like you have the little tiny kernel dude and and like the the droids or whatever, 
like it's not a terrible arc, but it's just like, man, there's just so much other cool stuff going on right now that that I, you know, I'd rather watch that instead of this, you know. But mm-hmm. they give you like that one thing, and then after that, they're like, oh, right, here we go back to Mandalore, dude, and like you know, the you know Pre Vizsla and Maul and Satine, and you know all that stuff happens after that, you know, and then the Ahsoka arc, and it's like, and then they give you, oh, here's Clovis. You know, like like they like they 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 do stuff like that. Like there there's a history of, of Star Wars animation doing that. Yeah, exactly. So when you so when you so when you mention the you know Ryloth and you go infested and then like they have a history of doing that. But anyway, let me go back. This season has 16 episodes. Um the premiere was a long one. It was like again like 70 minutes or something like that. It was basically like two episodes in one. And it was awesome. Uh, but anyway, so Josh, having seen the entire season now, did you did you enjoy it? Oh, I absolutely did. I uh, uh, Daniel can attest to this is out because I told him I'm like I'm rewatching it again because I fell off and I needed to yeah to to, to to refresh and like he was he saw me posting a D and D server like I want to run Star Wars game at the moment because as I was watching Bad Batch it made me want to get back in there and play some Star Wars tabletop you know um so because there's a lot of inspiration and cool shit that happens there's a uh, a lot of uh, commando shenanigans that I, I absolutely love um uh so yes I did I enjoyed the whole series uh, the uh, the way through. And since we were talking about the filler thing, the only time I ever really noticed the thing that that people were talking about was with episode 13, which was infested episode. And the only reason I I, uh, like that one stands out to me is just because like we just had all that exciting shit with Ryloth and like I don't consider it uh, filler or anything like that. Like everything has a reason. But but, like I just I just noticed it there. Like like the. If that's the only episode that I really noticed was like that. The rest of them, I didn't. I just enjoyed it all, all the way through. But like, Infested was the one where I thought, "Oh man, we just got off this really exciting stuff, and now we're dealing with some with some bugs." But there was there's some cool shit in that episode. Um, yeah. Uh, like for like since we're already talking about that, so one of the things that I really like seeing was the Pikes again, the Pike Syndicate. You know, like that was mm-hmm. really cool, man. Yeah, and uh, and I know Josh is gonna bring this up too, but some of his critical role homies were voicing some of those characters, you know. Yes, like a lot, a lot of uh, I heard a lot of Liam O'Brien and Sam Regal in like, here. Like, I'm pretty sure the main Pike dude was voiced by Liam. Yeah, I think it is as well. Um, because like, like, he, like, he's got a voice like can't help but recognize it now that you know what he sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, like I, 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 I was watching, like I watch these when they drop, when they release and like Bigfoot is there to watch, you know, where we like, we, we watch them and yeah, he recognized it right away too. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. Um, that was definitely something that, 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 uh, that I noticed for that. And yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So that infested episode is, it, it's. It's one of the weaker ones, but it's uh, it's only because the ones that are before that and the ones that are after that are so good. Yes. Like, it's not that this episode sucked. It was just like, it was just, you know, there was the stuff before and after it are just like so good that, that the, this one was just fine. You know, like it was, it was like, all right, like we're, you know, we're, we're, we're here in another week and, 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 and we're, you know, doing, doing 
doing stuff here. Um, but before we but move I on, like, Daniel, I want to yeah. I want to ask you a question. Uh, did you recognize okay. Roland's voice actor, Roland Durand, in I, that in, in that episode in Infested, the Devorian? So, I, I was I was like wondering. I was like, wait a minute. I think. I was like, I think I recognize, like, as I was hearing it, I was like, I know that voice, but I just couldn't remember from where, where it was. And I was like, who is that? And I, I, I and yeah, it was, it was a thing that I, I, I couldn't, it wasn't until like, it wasn't until like after the episode ended and I looked at, and I looked at the, the fucking, uh, the uh the credits and it's like oh it's tom taylorson and i was like oh huh where do i know that guy from because i because i because again i recognize the voice like in the show i was like i've heard this before but i just couldn't know where so you you're saying that you 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 definitely you recognize it as you're watching it or what i did i did recognize it um uh, Tom Taylorson is the voice of Scott Ryder from Mass Effect Andromeda. So he mm. voices the main character if you play male as Mass Effect Andromeda. That's his voice you hear throughout the whole game. So as he was talking to Roland, I was like, wait, I know this. I know this fucking voice. He's a uh, uh, He's been quite a few um, uh, video games that we've played, but that was the one where I was like, wait, because I follow Tom on Twitter. Uh, because when they announced him as the voice actor for Andromeda, I started following him on Twitter, and he's a pretty cool dude. Uh, but yeah, as as when I watched that episode, I heard Roland talk. I'm like, this voice is so fucking familiar to me. It's because he was Scott's or, or writer's voice, my writer's yeah. voice through all, all of Andromeda. And I was like, oh, I wonder if Daniel recognizes the voice too, because he played Andromeda, but it's been a while since you'd played it. Um, yeah, like, so I was kind of curious. Like, I was like. Yeah, I, I remember being like, I read, I like, I heard, I know this voice, but I just don't know from what, you know. So yeah, that was it was it was interesting. No, but about that episode though, I thought it was cool. Again, seeing the Pikes and and we get a little bit more about the underworld in that episode too, you know, like like again, like Roland's fam, like the Durand is the Durand crime family, like you know, they're 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 a thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, his his mom Issa Durand was a was a crime boss and, and and whatnot so like hearing stuff like that is kind of cool when we're when we're away from the empire and away from every, all that other shit that we know about from the movies and everything like it's really cool hearing about the underworld side of things uh so again seeing the pikes and you know sid's parlor on ord mantel and we have you know all these crime people and and, and, and it's it's great I, I i so for that reason i like that episode or, the, or those are some of the things I like from that episode, you know, in particular. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, before, I think, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, go, go, go for it. Well, I was just going to ask you, um, did you have a favorite uh, Bad Batch Commando with their trooper? Do you have a favorite um, one? I, I, I do. I think, I think, I think I like Hunter. He's, he's the you one. Like Hunter? He's the one. Hunter is the one that I, that I like more than anybody. I like Wrecker. Yeah. Wrecker is my my go to. The big the big beefy beat the hell out of you. Not not all smart, yeah. but like got a heart of gold kind of Wrecker. Except except yeah. for the episode with the chip, and that shit got fucking dark, bro. And I was like, oh, that would be terrifying. 
Because you know? <laughs> like they oh they, they lead up to that. They lead up to that before that happens. Because like you see, like every episode, he gets hit in the head, dude. Yeah, they and lead he, up like, to keeps, it. He keeps he keeps getting hit in the fucking head, and you're like, oh, dude, his ship is gonna go off any any episode now. And they trick me in one of the earlier episodes where I'm like, oh, he's faking the headache. So he, like at the end of the episode where they make Omega, where he makes Omega a place to sleep, like her own room, I was like. My brain went, oh, he faked it so he could stay behind on this mission and make her the room. And so it keeps happening in later episodes. And then I'm like, oh, no, this is going to be bad. <laughs> oh. oh, my yeah. God. That that episode, that episode where Wrecker goes like full order 66. Dude, that is terrifying because he's so could huge. You, he's a big move. Yeah. Could you imagine like. Yeah, that's that's pretty the, nuts, dude. If the Empire got their hands on that guy, oh my god! Uh, all I could think of is like he's terrifying. Yeah, I believe the episode was called Battle Scars. Um, I know we're leaping around a lot, guys, but I can't help it because there's certain yeah. parts that stick out to me in certain episodes, and they just cross my mind, and I got to talk about them, especially yeah. when it involves the Wrecker. Uh, because, like, like I said, I, he's kind of like my favorite out of all the bad batchers. Um, mm -hmm. But that well, episode is like, woof, yeah, crazy. Speaking of which, also, like, since we're talking about like the bad batch characters, I really like Omega, dude. She's fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah, I I remember like before the show starting, I was like, who is that? You know, I'm like. Not, not, not like in a bad way, but I'm just like, who is that? You know, like, like who could that be? Like, I was just trying to figure out, like, who, who like, who, who this little, like, I remember, like, in the trailers, I didn't even know, I didn't even know it was a girl based off the damn trailer. I thought it was like a little, little, like a little boy, you know. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, her name, you know, I'm Omega, you know, he's, he's a, she's I'm a girl. Amiga. And then like, yeah, yeah mm -hmm. Omega, Omega, the way. <laughs> I always always crack up the way she says the the name. She's like Rika, Amita, Crosshair, Hunter. Uh no, she's great though, dude. And then like I gotta give props to the to the to the voice actress too. I think her name is Michelle Ong. She's like she's a she's a Kiwi New Zealand actress as well. Shout out to her. She did a great job voicing Omega. Um yeah, and I ended up loving Omega. Like she's a she's a really cool character. And then like she's the heart of the show. Yeah, like, really. there's things that we find out about her character where I'm like, dude, yeah. dude, yeah, we gotta. I, I, where where does she go after this? Like, I'm really curious. So we're, I'm gonna talk a little bit a, a little before we talk Please. about some of the other episodes. I want to talk about Omega a little bit. This yeah, is gonna be a, a huge spoiler, huge spoiler warning for. So again, if you're here watching this right now, I mean, like we've already talked about something, so I mean, you you've already been spoiled, but. This is this is we're going into huge spoiler territory here, so you've been warned. So Omega, we find out not only is a is a uh, clone of Django Fett, she's a female clone of Django Fett. Not only do we find that out, but we also find out that she is like one of the earlier clones, like like. Uh, they reference in the show there's an alpha and an omega who was the alpha it was fucking boba fett and omega obviously is the omega because she doesn't we don't have a, like an actual name for her yet she's just you know 
Omega. So she's fucking Boba Fett's sister, dude. Like, like, I like, like everybody is like Boba Fett's brother or whatever. Like they're all, they're all brothers. Cause they're all clones or whatever. But like, she's like legit, like, like the, Boba and, and her are like the two unaltered clones. Like Omega is older than the bad batch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's so fucking cool, dude. The fact that she's basically Django's daughter and, and, and Boba's sister, you know, like that's fucking cool, man. That is so, so cool. I remember seeing after the episode, there was a meme where it's like, you remember, you remember the stepbrothers poster that had like uh fucking uh, Will Ferrell and, and John C. Riley, And it's like, it has both of them and it's like stepbrothers or whatever. Um, I saw somebody Photoshop that and it was like step clones or something. And it had Boba and Omega on, on, on it. And it was pretty funny, but um, yeah, like that's crazy, dude. Like I, like I really, I am really, really like, in like super curious about her character now. Like I, I, I want to know what happens to her. Like after the events of her hanging out with the, with the, um, with the bad batch, like, like, I, like, like um like an older Omega, like like what is she doing like in the future? Like let's say like in the time of the Mandalorian, like is Omega still alive? What is she doing? You know? Like I'm curious about that. Or like what is she doing in the original trilogy era, you know? Like I I just so it's so fascinating, dude. Like her character is really, really interesting to me. Like I I, I hope she makes it out alive out of all of this because I would be very intrigued to see what um you know what would happen. But yeah, I really like her character, and we've seen her grow because, uh, you know, she spent all her life on Kamino, and she didn't know anything other than that. We saw in the very first episode how she was amazed by hyperspace because she had never, again, she'd never left Kamino, so you get to see her, like, wide eyes, you know, looking at the stars and stuff, and, you know, she's... When one of the early episodes, I think it's the second one, when we go to uh, Salukamai with uh, Tut and his, you know, which is Cut Laquane, which is the, or, or Laquan, I forget how you say his last name. I think it's Laquane. Where it's like the, 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 the clone who like abandons the army in the Clone Wars and we get to see him again with his family, his Twi'lek wife and daughter, you know, and daughter and son or whatever. Mm-hmm. Omega's like, oh, I never, you know, she's like, what is this? And it's like dirt or mud or whatever. And she, she doesn't know what any of that stuff is. So we get to see her not only, you know, grow that way but like she you know later on with sid she doesn't know how to use the bow and sid's like you know because you got those little, little weak arms you know you gotta you know you, you gotta gotta keep working at it um so yeah omega in, in in one in this entire season grows a lot um you know and, and and a lot of the like you were saying, she she is the heart of the show because a lot of the things that Bad Batch ends up doing is because of her, yeah, um, or for her for her, you know. Um, so she's she's a very pivotal key character in, in all of this. So yeah, I'm just I'm just super curious like what happens with her in the future. Um, uh, but yeah, I just wanted to talk about her a little bit because I really like that character and you know the voice actress Michelle Ong has been killing it and uh, yeah. It's just it's been it's been super cool seeing her relationship with the with the bad batchers. Uh yeah. Uh 100% agree. Um I I'm always a little 
the old me, I would I should really say, was would always be like a little eh when they add in like a young character uh with the with the badass uh like crew, right? Um yeah. But she never feels out of place to me here. Like she always feels like she belongs uh with the bad batch um and can hold her own and doesn't always need them with her especially when she gets like the badass bow blaster bow, thing. Yeah. Um uh that, that fucking drawn, weapon's yeah. cool. Yeah, the energy bow. Um uh but but no, she she feels just as important as they are as well. So like, yeah, I I actually really like the character of Omega, uh, with the Bad Batch. Um, and it's she is definitely the heart of the show. Like especially when she's like, they're my brothers and you're my brother too. Like that shit, that shit hit me, man. It hit me a little bit. <laughs> All right. I was like, oh, so, well, that's so sweet. I, I have something. I have something very interesting to talk to mention about that scene when we get to that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, what do you want to talk about next? Uh, well, mm-hmm. I think we should talk about the very first episode because there's a lot that mm-hmm. goes down in that first episode. Mm-hmm. So we start off still in the Clone Wars during this episode, at the very beginning, the very beginning of the show. We're on this planet called Caller or Collar. Starts with a K, K A double L E R, and we're still in the middle of the war. It's the the Clone Wars are still still raging on, and it's you know, obviously this is at the very end of it because you know we get Order sixty six immediately, and then we have uh, Jedi Master Depa Balaba and her Padawan Caleb Doom, uh, aka fucking Kane and Jarus, mm-hmm. uh, for those you know spoiler but you know again like that's if you've seen rebels and that's not a spoiler uh and uh so that we get order 66 and we see depa fall and then crosshair kind of goes a little crazy and starts going after uh uh caleb and Caleb kind of like trusts them a little bit because they were kind of like cool, cool when they had first met. But yeah, with with uh, with that, but he sees that as kind of like a betrayal, and he kind of like just runs off and runs away. Hunter kind of lets him go too, and then Crosshair is like, "Yo, where you know where did the little Jedi go? He couldn't have you know fallen down there because there's no body or you know, some he's some something along those lines." So about that, I. Speaking of of Caleb, I think it's cool that they brought they brought back Freddie Prince Jr. Mm-hmm. But th- that is a that is a weird voice for like a little little teeny bopper teenage kid to have like a grown ass yeah. Freddie Prince Jr. I thought that was a little off, you know. But I mean, it is cool that they brought him back. They just I just I just didn't think it worked all that well. Cause like it's fine when you have you know the older version of the character like that makes sense but like for the younger version it just it seemed off you know having like a yeah. little teenager sound like that I don't know pre uh, pre again, pre voice when you when you have like an older character like uh, Kanan and then you bring back like Freddie Prince and give it the same voice like our voices change as we get older. At a certain yeah. point, 
So yeah, it is a little like this distracting. I I also think it's cool that they brought him back, obviously, because yeah, it's it's, it's Prince, awesome but, that they brought him back. But it's just, uh, it's, but it it's is it's a little weird. weird it is a little strange. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't quite fit. Yeah, but yeah. But but I mean it was again for this episode it was cool seeing battle droids again and like you know you get to see these these cool clones like Captain Gray which was in the episode like for like a second but like you know he's he's he was with the dude with Bill with you know who received the Order sixty six with the you know oh my god how many times do I have to live through Order sixty six bro I've seen it so many times it's horrifying every time like in the fucking video games in the fucking shows movies fucking movies. It's like I have to relive I mean, this moment of horror so many times. We already know every time we're in this 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 time period or, or not time period. Every anytime we're in this like sp- specific timeline, <laughs> point in point in the time, we know you're we know we're yeah. gonna order sixty six. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's just like oh my god. It's like I think to myself, I've relived this horrifying moment so many times. Yeah, uh, and it doesn't like lose how horrifying it is either. No matter no. how many times I've seen it. Like I know what's yeah. coming, <laughs> and it's still terrible. Uh-huh. Uh, but I did yeah. think in my head, I'm like, "Oh my god, I've lived through this so many times, and here I get to go again through it." Yeah. Uh, Watch it again. Yeah. So then after they they leave after that they leave the planet, they go back to Camino, they go back home. I'm, I don't want to talk about the whole episode because it's you know we have a lot of episodes to talk yeah. about, but like. The the intro one is is good because there's you know sets up everything, so they go back to Camino and you know they talk a little bit about that. We see Tipoca City kind of like being uh, under the command of the Empire now. You got like shock troopers and Tarkin and uh, you know uh, Admiral Rampart, you know trying to like quickly like move shift things over to the Empire from the Republic. Like they're they're like wasting no time, dude. They got like Camino has, yeah, like I mean, like I said, they they we get to see it kind of being run by the Empire, but uh, at this point, our, our boy Charles voices Rampart. By the way, <laughs> I'm Rendon. Did you realize that? I was like, I know that voice. It's Charles Smith from Rendon. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, Tarkin is kind of like not impressed with the clones. So he asks about you know Task Force ninety nine, and he asks if they executed Order sixty six. And then uh, you know they they kind of get little they can they get tested a little bit, but Tarkin later kind of like tests their loyalty by sending them sending them off to Onderon to kind of take down you know. Uh, the group of insurgents um and they go to Onderon and they meet Saw Gerrera and he kind of tells them like yo dude like we we just went through a war like do we really want to go through another one like I'm trying to like stop another war from from happening like, I don't you know like we, we gotta we gotta make sure we, we take down the empire before it gets too big you know or and he kind of like he tells him he, he he talks to him and tells him all that stuff and and he's like, 
you know, you you, you got to make you got to make your choice because you know they they obviously we know the Bad Batch wasn't gonna take him down, and that kind of continues with Crosshairs like. Like yo, wait a minute. We're supposed to be following, you know, you know, the go the whole good soldiers follow orders type type thing. Where it's like, yo, we have to, we have to follow through with these orders. But Hunter and the rest of the guys are like, nah, we're not doing this. So they get branded traitors and they get captured and thrown into court, you know, some quarters with AZ, you know, the droid AZ. Um, and Crosshair. Uh, well, well, they break out of prison, and then kind of is they they kind of like the uh, Crosshair decides to remain low to the Empire while the others don't. So they 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 the rest of the guys are trying to escape, and then. Omega kind of shows up because she's kind of we get introduced to her earlier on the episode where she's like, yo, I know who you guys are, you know, I'm, I'm hello, I'm Omega, you know, I'm 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 a clone like you guys, and you know, uh, I've been watching you guys from from afar or whatever. Because Omega usually works with uh, Nala Say, uh, and she, Omega was kind of like Nala Say's little like, I don't know, I guess she kind of always thought of her as kind of like, um. Like uh, maybe like a daughter or like a like a like a special. Well, because Omega is special. I mean, we know. I mean, I already talked about how why she's special and all that stuff. But like Nala say has has like a like a personal attachment to uh, to uh, Omega. At, at least that's how it seems like in the beginning. And uh, when when the Bad Batch are escaping, uh, Lamas or not Lamasu, fucking Nala say helps them escape. Um, as they leave Camino and go off into hyperspace. But um yeah, so there's there's a obviously there's a lot more that goes on in that episode, but that's kind of just like a little recap of what, what happens. So they the Bad Batch is, is you know finishing off the Clone Wars and they get branded as traitors and they have to go off on their own and try to, you know, uh do their thing and, and, and whatnot. But um yeah, it, it's through each one of these episodes, like it's 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 just cool seeing them like, you know, try and 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 stay afloat and figure out what to do in in, in this new regime of the empire. Like they they get hit with like the in the next episode, with like the chain code things happens already, you know, because mm-hmm. fucking Rampart is just very, uh, Vice Admiral Rampart is just very uh like. They're they're trying to go from the empire to, to the empire from the republic real fast. They're changing up everything as soon as possible. So he wants to get started on that, and then there's the war mantle, and then there's like a bunch of other. There's like so many things that they're doing to replace the republic like right away, which like I thought there some of this stuff would take a little longer to happen. Like I didn't think that the clones would be replaced like that quickly. Like I feel I always figured it was like a couple of years, you know, that they still had the clones around. Because, I mean, I figure if you got them, then what, might as well keep using them until they're, like, no longer useful, right? So, yeah. like, just let, let the let the clones run their course, the remaining ones that you have left. And then after that, you, you kind of, you know, once they, like, start dwindling, then you're like, all right, then we got to start, you know, bringing in the, 
then we gotta start Project War Mantle. But nah, man, they just they just do it right away. Um, but anyway, I feel like I've been talking a lot. So so Josh, let's let's what's something else you wanna you wanna bring up here? Because there's a lot of episodes, and uh, yeah, there's just there's a lot to talk about. So what do you what do you want to hmm. get to? What do you want to get through um, next? I was just gonna continue your thought for a minute on the replacing the clones. Uh, yeah, fairly which, which, quickly. The way is called Project War Mantle, and yeah. Uh, we we first heard about this in Rogue One. I wanted to mention. Do you remember when they're stealing the the when they're trying to steal the Death Star plans, and mm-hmm. and Jin and uh, and uh, uh, Cassian and K two are in like the vault and they're looking through all the code names. They're like, oh, you know, Project This and Project That. They mentioned War Mantle as one of those, so that's pretty cool. I just wanted to bring that up quickly. Uh, go ahead. Uh, the the reason I was going to continue uh, your thought thoughts on the clones getting replaced. Sooner, like I, I, it was kind of the same thought of you is like let them use them and let them run their course. But then I got the yeah. thinking like afterwards, like because Rampart I think is even going kind of for this. Like it makes sense to recruit like people that want to join, uh, the new empire, and to like yeah. get them indoctrinated as soon as possible. Yeah, um, and, and uh, yeah. because like. This is gonna sound really bad, but like the Nazis in World War Two, right? Like it's kind of like that. Like you can no, indoctrinate like all that, those, yeah. all those fresh. Uh, um, I mean, I mean, yeah, the Emperor is literally based off yeah, the I mean, Nazis, you know, with they're the, Nazis with the stormtroopers and and the Imperial officers and all that stuff. So no, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, yeah. it's a good, it's, mm. a, it's a good uh, comparison you're making there because that's literally what they are. So anyway, uh huh. And we've seen we see in later episodes, particularly with uh, uh, Hauser. Uh, the clone mm. on Ryloth that like some of those clones are more loyal to like the people they served with than they are to the Empire, even with the chip. So like this is the and that it's never really truly I don't think unless I missed it like explained why he's like that. Other than like he has a loyalty no. to um uh to to Cham and and and, and the Ryloth Cham. people like the, like yeah. is there. Is there do do the chips start to wear off after a while or something like that, uh, or is you know is he's is his not working correctly? Is there, yeah, because like, it's was... not just him though, right? Like because toward the end of the episode he uh. does the speech, which by the way, I think if I had to pick two favorite episodes, it would be those two episodes, the Ryloth two parter, the Ryloth ones, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, although the finale is really good as well, those two are amazing. Um, but the the re- because he gives like this speech like what the fuck are we doing like we we fought with these people like now we're gonna like turn on them and some of those clones that he talks to join him even though it's like you know yeah. they're doing an open act of rebellion they'll probably be executed you know like but they do it anyway. here's what I thought I thought Crosshair was gonna fucking execute Hauser like, I thought he spot. I thought he was going to too I thought he was gonna shoot him I was like oh <laughs> dude I like Hauser so much and this is gonna be it. he's just gonna die you know. Because mm-hmm. he let everybody else escape, and he and he himself knows, like you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, kind of fucked here. But yeah, he, he, tur- he convinced the clones, or his, you know, his, his his homies, to like be like, yo, like you said, what the hell are we doing here? Like, we came here to help these people, not enslave them, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like so those are was... those are good. Uh, he's like, there's some yeah. good troopers out there. I'm not gonna abandon my squad. There's some good men there. And the thing is, he's right. Because he goes out there and does the speech, and they throw down their weapons. Some of them do, yeah. and join him. So like, he knows his men, and he is correct in that they're not all 
Like, you know, there are good troopers among them. And, you know, I love that whole, like, yeah, yeah. Like, the clones are, are always, like, a little bit of a, of a problematic thing because they're almost like slaves. They are slaves. They're slaves to the Republic that have these, like, they're built to raise wage a war on behalf of the Republic against the Separatists. And then later on, they're turned on to like straight up slavery with the inhibitor chips um, yeah. interfering with them. Except like you get you get the occasional clone like Hauser and and you know that seems to resist resist that. Um, so it, I really like the um, that dynamic where where they're like trying to figure out like some of them are like rebelling against it a little bit like i like the little pushback on yeah we're not all like this uh because that's fascinating to me like what makes them special what makes them different that they're able to resist the effects of the inhibitor chip um to, to realize what they're doing is wrong even though they've been raised and trained to fight for the, the republic slash future empire at this point so um that part always uh, always uh fascinates me which is why hauser and Hauser is probably the reason I like those two episodes a lot is because his character is super interesting. So something that I wanted to talk about earlier, but that I didn't, but I guess we could talk about now is some of our favorite new characters. Cause this show introduced new characters like Omega Hauser. Hauser was not a thing before this, this show, you know, like, mm -hmm. like he's such a great character, but like he was not in the clone wars. Like he didn't exist. Like they created him specifically for these, these two episodes. Um, and I really liked his character. Like, I, I was hoping we would see more of him. I, I hope we do see more of him in like season two or something because he's great, dude. Like, I, I mm -hmm. he's one of my favorite characters. Omega's one of my favorite characters. Um, I'm trying to think of who else was a, like a new character that was introduced in the show. I think Sid was kind of cool too, also. Yeah, the Trandoshan's good. Um, nope, I love Trandoshan. Yeah, Trandoshan, older Trandoshan woman, uh, being in charge of her own like parlor or whatever on Mord Mandel. Is pretty mm -hmm. cool. Um, we had returning characters like again, we mentioned the uh, Caleb Doom earlier, and like um, we had uh, uh, Hera and Chopper in the in the Ryloth stuff, which was really really cool to see. I was it was awesome. Like like me and Yorko were like freaking out, and Bigfoot was Bigfoot didn't get it because he hasn't seen Rebels yet. You know, we're like, oh my god, it's fucking Chopper and Hera. You know, but we we were, <laughs> we, we weren't trying to like you know because he'll watch it eventually. But it's like. Mm -hmm. you know we don't want to be too like you know but we were excited obviously seeing them yeah yeah, um, can't help it and then like and then you had cad bane too you know and like oh man that was a great fucking episode or two that he was in as well then you got lady. fennec <laughs> you, we yeah, fennec. Talked, yeah hello there little lady fennec and dude fennec versus cad bane was fucking awesome dude that little fight they had mm -hmm. Cat Bane yeah, um, butt kind of handed to him a couple times. And he kind of did. He 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 he, he kind of ended up getting outsmarted there at the end of that. Uh -huh. um, at the end of that fight. Um, but um, yeah. Like I'm trying to think of like new characters: Hauser, Sid, Omega. Uh, I guess Roland counts. Uh, Rampart is a new character. I think Rampart is a good like like villain type character. You know, oh, like yeah. bad guy. Yeah, you, you fucking hate him. You're like, fuck this guy, dude. You know. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of who else, but those are the ones I can think of off the top of my head that were like new characters introduced to the world or the universe from the show. 
if I can go back to Hauser for just like one more second, and the reason yeah, I found yeah, him so it. fascinating, yeah, well, we're, we're still on that topic, yeah. and and the Ryloth uh, arc so interesting is like the Ryloth arc was one of the, the the best things of the season for sure. So the reason I like it so much um, is because you know Hauser, but it also like opens my mind up to like, all right, if this is happening here, what's happening on these other planets that we're not seeing? All right, what other clones are are kind of uh, uh, not necessarily rebelling, but like kind of going against their programming, like how how like Hauser is here, like um. So I think that feeds also back into War Mantle. We're not seeing necessarily seeing it. Rampart might have kind of seen it coming, and that's why like got kind of like we need to replace these guys. Uh, uh, but there's definitely like even in the last episode when there's a clone on the on the bridge of the starship, like given those you know, his report on what happened in the finale. And its voice is kind of shaky. It's emotional. Like, you know, that's some, that's a character's that, uh, a voice, uh, a clone that could be having second thoughts, which is really interesting to me. And I'm curious to see if more of the bad, uh, the next season of the Bad Batch is going to delve into that. More of those kind of clones kind of like fighting back a little bit. Um, against that kind of programming like the rich the, the the regular clones obviously the bad batch is um, immune yeah. to that kind of shit but like so like that shit always fasc- fascinates me uh, it always yeah. made me wonder um you know were there clones that kind of resisted a bit more and we got it with hauser and, and the ryloth arc and, and some of those clones with him um, so yes definitely um if I had to pick two, if I had a gun to my head, pick two favorite episodes from this season. Those are the two episodes. Favorite new character uh, probably would be Hauser, although we only get him for those two episodes. Um, yeah, I was so, hoping we would see more of him, but hopefully next season because he was great, man. Yeah. Well, I can't, I can't actually say that because Omega is like pretty up there in terms of new characters, but Hauser is very yeah. interesting to me in terms of new clones, uh, new yeah, like yeah, yeah, clone yeah. fighters. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I was we're talking about like returning characters. I know I talked about briefly about Saw, but Saw was Guerrero was a returning character. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fen- Fennec. We had we had the the, the Martez sisters, Rafa and Trace from uh, you know season seven of Clone Wars. They were the ones that led Rex to the Bad Batch. You know, uh, Cad Bane, Hera, Chopper, Toto. We had we even had Gregor again. You know. Yeah, which he was he was in the last you know f- couple episodes there. Oh fuck me, we saw Scorch for a second in those episodes. Did you realize? I didn't even realize that till like I, uh. I, so I look. I, I, so when that episode dropped, I was like, "Is that Scorch?" Because they didn't never made him talk, and we never saw the rest of the Delta Squad. So I don't I actually don't know if that's him, because I, I was very sure. I was very sure that it was. But then they never showed anybody else, and they never made him talk, and then they they never brought him back again, and then they kind of they kind of took him out kind of easy, if you remember. Yeah, I, I was think, like, That's, well, uh... well, Scorch Scorch isn't killed, I don't think. Um, there's the there's the, well, here's the thing: there's a couple different commandos, and some of them look alike, and some of them don't. So a I lot think of them are, a lot of them have just the basic uh, white yeah. armor. And yeah, that one. So, the one other guy had like the scorch esque armor, which I again, yeah, I, th- I, th- 
I'm I I, I, I want to say it is, but I'm I'm not 100 percent sure. The, I don't know because we see the the scorch I'm talking about. We see at the very end of that episode uh, that captures Hunter um, in the background. He never talks throughout the whole episode, um, and I don't think he's dead. I think he's still there because I I unless I'm getting my clones mixed up, which I don't think I am because I I just watched it the other day. And I tend to remember Delta Squad because I loved Republic Commando. And I've kind of always thought about uh, what, you know, because they always thought about having a sequel with Imperial Commando. So I was kind of curious if we'd see them for some Order 66 stuff. I'm not 100% sure. It might not be Scorch. I thought it was Scorch. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm with you there because I thought it was him too. But I haven't really seen anything that's, that confirms it. But. He looks very similar. Like he looks like, like that looks like him. You know, if it's if but it's I not just, him, it's know. definitely inspired by him. <laughs> like because oh, it is. Man. Oh, it is. Yeah, <laughs> they had a lot of Republic Commando inspiration stuff in these episodes. Like, do you remember the episode where Hunter loses his duel with Cad Bane, and we get to see the inside of his helmet? That was super Republic Commando, dude. Oh They're yeah, dragging his injured ass off. Like that was Republic Commando. Literally all, literally all the other Republic Commandos. I I saw that the David W. Collins used the sound of the blasters from Republic Commando as like the blaster sound in the show too. So, so there's a lot of Republic Commando Easter eggs. I'm just not. I don't want to say for sure that that is Scorch because even though it like almost looks like it looks almost identical, there I just haven't seen anything that confirms that it is him. So, I want to say it is, but I'm I'm not sure. But either way, it's fucking cool, dude. That they would. Do What's that. this? This says. Uh, I sorry. I just looked up the. I was just looked up Scorch. Um, it's on the Wikipedia as it's him, uh, but it says David Collins, who did sound for that episode, revealed uh-huh. that he reused the original game sound for Scorch's yeah, blaster from Republic Commando. That's, yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was kind of referring to right now. Like, yeah, because I saw gotcha. him. I saw him tweet. I saw him tweet that out because I follow him on Twitter and he was talking yeah. about that. There's some photos here too. I'm just gonna throw up these photos in the chat. Like it doesn't mean yeah. anything. Obviously, it just looks, but uh, yeah, like like it looks very like that looks close, but I don't. I just I'm just not sure, man. That's the thing. Yeah, it'd be cool if it was. Um, it would. It would be awesome if it was. I mean, I, I was. But just I was. To see I was. The, the rest of the Delta. Yeah, squad I'd want to see the whole Delta Squad. Like like because I think before the Bad Batch came on, we had talked about some Star Wars stuff that we'd want. Uh, yeah. And we talked about Delta Squad a little bit, like for just like a hot Dude. second. And yeah. then when when I saw what I thought was Scorch and this fucking because look, the moment I see a clone commando, I start looking Delta Squad. Where you at, Delta yeah. Squad? I'm looking for you in there because yeah. you know because you can't help it. I love Delta Squad. You know, they, I love the the game. Um, so like, so my <laughs> hope is that now that we've seen more of these commandos, I hope that season two. We actually get Delta Squad as like maybe like an antagonist or something. Oh my god! Could you imagine like them being like the main bad guys for season two? Yeah, the we entire have, have Imperial the, Commandos and, and arc. Delta, yeah, right. Oh yeah, because, my god! Because like the like something has to happen to these commandos, bro. Like you like in the in the age of the Empire, there are no commandos. Like, like I mean, they have like Death Troopers and Dark Troopers and like other like badass stormtroopers, but they don't have like like commandos like the republic did right so something yeah. has to happen to all these guys and and Here's... we know that they've been using them to train the tks and and whatever that's why gregor was stuck there and and you know 
all that stuff. But which, by the way, how'd you feel about the TK Stormtrooper armor? The like mix between clone I liked and Stormtrooper? it. I thought it looked I did cool. Too. It, it you know what it was? It was like basically the concept art Macquarie armor from like the like like OG Star Wars, like Macquarie concept art stormtrooper armor. That's basically what it was, and I thought it was really really cool, man. No, it looks I great. It awesome. I, I liked yeah. it. I was like, hope I get an action figure of that. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, to go back to the commandos for just a second. Um, yeah. The uh, see in my mind, I would I would always think that commandos. I don't know why when I was younger I would think this was like the clone commandos would be like more resistant to Order 66. But if anything, they would almost be more like maybe susceptible to it because they're so they're so much more highly trained and ingrained by the Republic slash Empire. Um, so it makes sense also for them to train the future TKs, the future stormtroopers. Um, yeah. uh, uh, so... Like when I saw the commandos, I'm like, why are the commandos going along so easily with this? Because of like I'm used to Delta Squad and they're all so different and like rebellious in their own kind of ways. Um mm -hmm. But in a way I guess it makes more sense that they would be kind of uh in there and, and you know, they could still kind of maybe eventually break free like we saw kind of with the character of Hauser, who was just the basic storm uh, clone trooper, almost a stormtrooper, clone trooper. Um Commander fella. Yeah, I hope we definitely see more of the clone commandos in season two. And now that you said that, I want Delta Squad to be the bad guys for that entire I, season. Yeah, I mean, like, at the so literally at the end of, of, of this season, like right after we get... So let's talk about that last episode real quick, right? Or, mm -hmm. or do you want to talk about the last two? The last no, two, talk, right? You, I think it makes we sense. can talk about the last two because they're in our kid. Yeah, so, so we'll talk about Return to Camino. So they go back to Camino... And we have, um, you know, they Hunter has been captured. He was captured in the in the previous episode, War Mantle, when we got to see the Scorch esque Commando and all the other Commandos and all the new TKs and all that stuff. Um, so we go to Camino, and they they find Hunter's signal. They know he's there. Uh. We go to Topoka City and um they they find him and um they basically are trying to get like crosshair to like re rejoin them. But what I thought was interesting is that Crosshair kinda has like a dark side like join me and we can rule the galaxy together type moment with Hunter. Mm -hmm. Where he's like Yo, the Empire is taking over. They're taking over the galaxy. I want to be a part of that. Join us. You know, like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. You know, like, like, why are you Why are you not with us? You know, like, I'm giving you the choice. I'm giving you a choice, which is what you did not give me. You know, he's like... You you abandoned me. Like, who betrayed yeah. who? Like, that shit was like... Oof. Yeah. That's some good shit. Like, you're, like he's got a point, but yeah, still... Yeah, he does. You know, like... <laughs> uh... Yeah, I love that whole conversation he had with Hunter in the uh, in the training ish area. Yeah, I think it was when they were talking in the training room, danger room. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and then in the training good room. Talk. Yeah. yeah, I loved I loved every bit. Which of is that. the same training room that we get to see in the very first episode when they do that, and then we see it in Clone Wars and all that stuff. Um, but basically, like 
the empire like evacuates everybody from the city from Topoka City and like they 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 kill Lama Su too by the way like Lama Su is like the prime minister of Kamino he's the dude the main you know Kaminoan guy that we see we see him originally in Attack of the Clones with Tanwi which Tanwi by the way also died earlier she was killed by fucking Fennec in that episode where her and um Mm-hmm. Had Bane fight, but anyway, uh, so they everybody evacuates Camino, all, all the regular clones and you know droids and everybody they they all they, everybody gets evacuated off Camino, and then we have Rampart coming in with with a bunch of Venators, you know, a bunch of the Star Destroyers, and they just start, uh, you know, cat or fucking. Uh, Tarkin is like, you may fire when ready. And they mm-hmm. just start bombarding the shit out of Topoka City. They give it the terrorist treatment. <laughs> dude, that was like, that one hits hard. That one hit, that, that moment hit hard for me. Cause as, right as, it, that, as it flashed through, right? Like, the yeah, flash you get throughs. to see all the empty hallways. And they like give you that, like, final, like, this is it. Like, that Camino, this is it for Camino. Like, it, no, Topoka it hit me City too. Is like, like, like for me, like the prequels were, were my Star Wars movies, like growing up and stuff. Like obviously, like I I've mentioned this in the past many times, like uh, you know. But for those of you watching this episode and you haven't seen any of the other ones, like I grew up with original trilogy Star Wars. Like those are the first ones that I watched and and all that. But like, the prequels are like my Star Wars, you know, because like I remember watching those as, as like as a kid and like you know, uh, you know, Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, and 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 Revenge of the Sith. Like those are the three that I you know. Like I remember, go- I remember going to the theater watching all of them. Like they're amazing. Like that, that, that's my stuff. So seeing Camino be destroyed, it's like, man, there goes, there goes part of your, part of your, your childhood is getting destroyed right here with, with, uh, with fucking Camino getting obl- Topoka City getting obliterated. Um, and just yeah, you get to see it like, f- like right before it happens, they flash to like all the different rooms in, in, in the building, and it just man. It's rough, dude. It's it's rough. I felt like, well, I'll, I'll get back to that later when we talk about the next episode. I was gonna say something. We'll, we'll we'll talk about the next episode. Um, or when we talk about the next episode here in a bit. Um, yeah, it's rough, dude. Like everything just gets blown up, and you're like, fuck. Like this is it, dude. Like, like man, like we really are at the end of the Clone Wars. You know, like everything that once was is no longer. Mm-hmm. All the clones, all the memories that we've had here, because we've had Camino since Attack of the Clones, which came out in two thousand two. So we've had Camino for al- almost twenty years. It's been nineteen years that we've had Camino, and now finally we get to see the end. We get to see its destruction. And originally, you know what I thought? Do you remember the campaign for Battlefront Two, the original mm-hmm. Battlefront Two? Yeah, I know exactly where you're going. They do this mission where there's like a clone insurgents. Or, I remember because I was, I was thinking the same thing. I, I was hoping that they were going to do that in this show. But, I mean, we didn't, you know. But how cool would that have been if we got to see like stormtroopers against clone troopers? Just My my know, brain was wondering, is like, are out. they kind of building? I was wondering too, I was like, are they kind of building to that? Are they going to reference yeah. it in some way? Is that kind of what they're moving That's what I toward? thought at one point, but then you just see the Venators and you're like, all right, well, that, that that's it, I guess. 
But I would have loved to have seen that, man. But again, that's just like which you know, that's just for that's just hopeful thinking on my part, being like, oh man, that was a cool thing that they did in an old game that I wish they would have brought back and made canon. I just I just always remember the uh the little the talk, the little briefing they would have before that where um, Yeah. The Five O First Journal and then you have yeah, more the journal talking and stuff. Yeah. yeah, and he's talking about it like like well, like we all knew what was gonna happen, but nobody yeah, said like, a word. It's like you know, old that, that shit. clone and stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to those probably after we're done with the podcast because like I want to again. But yeah, like, like, that's what I thought they were gonna do. Go with the, I thought that was gonna be the Camino Rebellion, you know, or the Camino Uprising mm-hmm. or whatever. And it just it never happened, which makes it you know more tragic because they you know, you they don't even they don't even have a chance. Dude. They just get like they evacuate everybody and just obliterate the whole thing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where that first episode ends. And then going going on to the finale, Camino lost. Um, like, so the finale, I think a lot of people expected it to be a little bit more bombastic because it was a finale. It was, yeah, there you go. Officially, there was never <laughs> a film rebellion coming. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I love those. That's what I thought they were going to do, but they didn't anyway. Uh, so I think people were expecting a lot from this finale, you know, for some reason. Like, yeah, it's a finale, and we've had like amazing finales in Star Wars TV in the past. Like, you know, I mean, shit, Mandalorian season two was a uh, fucking amazing finale. Uh, Rebels and Clone Wars had amazing finales. Like, yeah, um, but I think this one was just more of a like somber, like this is truly the end. Yeah. Like, I think this episode truly marked the end of the Clone Wars era. Like, when you see Kamino, like, just, or when you see Topoka City just, like, literally crashing down beneath in the deep waters, and, like, the Bad Batch are trying to escape, and, like, you see that big-ass water creature on the outside, you know? Which, by the way, I was like, God damn. That reminded me of like when we were on Naboo and up in Phantom Menace and you see all those big water sea monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, just to jump ahead a little bit at the end to the end of the episode. At the end of the episode, you, you, you talked about this a little bit earlier when Omega is like talking to Crosshair and she's like, these are my brothers and you know, you are too, right? Mm-hmm. When, she's, when she's telling them that stuff. That is, I believe, the very first time, the very first time we have ever seen Camino when it's not rainy and stormy and like everything. Because if you notice, it's like sunny and like, uh, like we've never seen Camino look like that before, you know? You're you right. Like I didn't debris. even, I didn't even think about it till just now, but you're yeah. right. Like, like we've uh, never seen Camino look like that. Like it's always been stormy and rainy and, you know, like, like, it's never we've never seen it like that before like i think part of it is actually kind of ironic like the empire like destroyed this place but it also ridded it of like rid it of of the community of the kaminoans like i don't know like like it kind of like reset the planet in a way if that makes sense you know what i mean like yeah i, I get what you're saying yeah yeah, like it, it's kind of it's kind of messed up, but yeah, like like we've never seen Camino like that before, like ever, as far as I know, because every time we go to it, it's always rainy and stormy, and you know, 
it's it's a fucking water planet, you know. So there's like always nothing but rain and water. But at the end of that episode, for the first time, when the Bad Batch is about to leave, they're on the platform with the with the Marauder, and then they're all talking to each other. It's like sunny and like you know, there's no stormy and, and it's not raining and it's like, it's like the calm, you know, it's the calm after the storm, mm-hmm. after everything that's happened for all these years, you know. So it's actually kind of like it's nuts, dude. Like I, I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, this is like literally the first time we've ever seen Camino look like this. Yeah. Um, I didn't even think about that, but you're a thousand percent right. I don't remember ever seeing it not raining. Yeah, like it's, it's all li- every time it's always been that way. Um, but yeah, I um, I I personally like the finale. I know other people were more disappointed because they were expecting more, like I said, more of a bombastic ending. We're like, oh, you know, we're gonna get a cameo from somebody, or are we go, are we gonna, you know, is is it gonna be more than just them escaping the planet? Which for, for me, again, that's fine. Like I don't. I don't always need there to be something super like universe changing happening in every finale. Like it could just be something yeah. somber like this, you know, like um, this was, this was wrapping up the end of the clone wars. Yeah, and it was about exactly. what I expected it to be. Like I wasn't expecting, like if you'd had a big cameo, I feel like it would have t- taken away uh, from the wrapping yeah. up of, of this era. Uh, I agree. So, I get that people always expect things now, especially after, you know, Mandalorian and and the big finales we've had with those. But I think this just fits here. Um, It does. Yeah. It fits fits in so much. We're, we're saying goodbye to the clone wars era and like Omega. Like I, I I was going to say earlier, I feel, I feel when I was talking about Camino, like, I feel like Omega dude, like we, like we spent like almost 20 years with Camino and like for in her case, she spent all her entire life on Camino, and now mm-hmm. she's just watching her home being, you know, crumbling down to the deep sea, and it like you know, like it's she has to like say goodbye to to, to her home, you know, like she's been here her entire life, and it's like she's kind of like us, like we're saying goodbye to Camino after almost twenty years, man. It's yeah, it's a little rough, man. That like gives you know, because I like Camino, but. You know, eventually, like going into the show, you know that eventually something has to happen with Kamino and the Kaminoans because they're not a thing in the original trilogy, and and they don't, you know, they're in the Mandalorian and all that stuff. Like they're not around. So, you know, going into this, you know that it's going to happen eventually, and and you know, we finally get to see it happen. Um, yeah, it was a. Uh... It was. I think it was. A, I think it was a good finale. The 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 way that they did it. Um, I think the way it wrapped up. Yeah, I think that was. Yeah, and then like. I think it Omega, did it the way it needed to. Exactly. And Omega being her selfless self was always. She she was gonna risk herself for Az. Which, by the way, that whole Az thing was. He was just a droid, and like, Az's gonna be fine because he's a droid, right? They rescued him. He'll they'll, they'll rebuild him or repower him or whatever. And he'll be fine. But that was actually kind of sad for a little bit, dude. Watching AZ yeah. like sacrifice himself for the bad batch. Like there was nothing they could do. Their lives were in his hands. And he was sending them off into, you know, you know, above water because they were all underwater. And like, man, it was it was just rough seeing him like losing power slowly. Like you know it's gonna happen because he's like, Oh, my my battery, I'm on, you know, I'm on emergency power right now because I'm all out of juice, you know. It's like damn. Mm-hmm. 
was pretty rough with the it, it, it hit me a little bit. Yeah, I was like, fuck. The whole time yeah. they were trying to escape uh, the city, I was like, there's got to be some glass tubes they can get in around here somewhere. So I was yeah. so glad when it came up at the very toward the end. I was like, yes, I knew it. There's glass tubes. They're going to ride them to the top. It's the only thing Dude, that makes sense for them to get out of there. You want to know what didn't make sense to me is when they saw that sea creature and they were just standing there and like listening for the noise. I would have been, I would have been out of that fucking tube the <laughs> second I heard anything outside of out in the water. I'd be like, mm-hmm. fuck this! I am not standing here. I would have, I would have hauled ass out of that tube as soon as I heard something come, <laughs> noises from the water, dude. We, we are the bad no batch. Way. We are the fastest clones alive. Would have been me. I'd been yeah, that dude. Fucking, I would have been there that tube so fast. So fast. <laughs> you would have seen a blur. That's off. all it was. As soon as you see that big old sea monster outside of the thing, I'd have been out of there, fucking, <laughs> so fast. I was like, why are they just standing around for? Like, get out of there. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 My it's, ass would uh, have been gone. Been a yeah, smoke I'd, trail I'd behind me. That would have been gone for sure. <laughs> um. But yeah, I think that 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 pretty much is the uh, the finale. At the end, they kind of show Nala say arriving at the Imperial facility on Dal Daro. I think is the planet. It's either Dalo or Daro. I think something like that. Yeah. Daro. Yes, I got it right the first time. Daro. So the, the the facility that we see in the War Mantle episode where they capture Hunter, they go back to that at the very end of the episode, and then we get to see um, the the beginnings of the Imperial uh, cloning. You know, the scientists trying to learn from Nala say she arrives in the planet, and we see like this other Imperial doctor scientist lady, which by the way she's wearing the same outfit that Doctor Pershing is wearing in the Mandalorian. For those of you who may or may not have noticed that. Mm-hmm. It's the same exact outfit. They got the same patch on the side and everything. So Nala say is is what you know brings the uh, you know uh, the cloning expertise to the Empire. They bring her to the facility at the end of the episode, and uh, yeah. So um, you know we see more commandos, which is why I'm hoping that in season two we get Delta Squad as the main antagonist. Because how cool would it be to have batch bad, bad batch against the Delta Squad and and then on top of that, we still have Crosshair trying to decide if he still is going to be loyal to the Empire or loyal to his brothers. So we still have that to deal with. And there's there's a, there's a lot going on, man. I'm very curious. And then, yeah, just Omega in general. Her story is super fascinating to me. There's, there's, it's going to be exciting, man. Season two is going to be exciting. Yeah, yeah. There, there's still some unanswered questions we need answers to. Like, yeah. you know, th- is Crosshair's inhibitor chip really out or is he just saying that or does he believe that? You know, right, because like, he's like, oh, I took it out a long time ago. That's you know? never answered. That's never answered throughout the finale. So I'm kind of curious to like, does he is that true, or does he just think that's true, kind of deal? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to the next season of uh, Bad Bitch, um, and see where we go next. Uh, I hope we see Hauser again. I hope he, you know, yeah, I want to like see a, more Hauser. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm, I hope we see other clones that might be like Hauser as well. That that kind of like yeah. rebel a little bit against the. Yeah, that'd be uh, cool. Because we know eventually that like Rex has to meet up with Gregor and Wolf, which we haven't seen Wolf yet either. Because mm-hmm. spoiler alert! Spoiler alert for Rebels. If you haven't seen Rebels, I mean I already spoiled stuff earlier, but I'm gonna spoil it again. But this time I'm gonna 
give you guys a a, a, a reminder, you know, a warning. If you haven't seen Rebels and if you've just seen Bad Batch, um, I'm gonna talk about Rebels now. Okay. Anyway, um, we know that in Rebels, Gregor and Wolf meet up with Rex and they're on their, you know, ATTE and you know, chilling on that one planet. So eventually, Rex has to meet up with, I would assume, more clones. Like, maybe it's just them two, but or maybe there's more and they lose some some homies along the way. But like, it'd be cool if like you know Hauser was with them as well, and somehow you know I don't know, maybe something happens that he isn't you know with them by the time of Rebels. But like, I just you know I don't know. I want to see more Hauser. Uh, hopefully, Rex meeting up with and saving more clones. Um, yeah, there's just there's a there's a lot that could still happen because we're still like really early on. Like we're st- I, if I'm not mistaken, I think this entire season takes place the same year that Revenge of the Sith happens. So it's we're like just after Revenge of the Sith. Though. Like it's only been like like maybe like a couple months after that, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's still a lot of time, depending on how far they want to take this show, that they could do. Um, I also want to know what eventually happens to the Bad Batch and Omega. You know, yeah. like what what are their endings? Are they going to get a happy ending? Are they going to get a sad ending? Like, I I'm invested in these characters now, and I got to know what happens. God damn it! So, yeah. Um, I, yeah. Um, so I'm curious. I'm very curious. Absolutely, um, yeah. I'm very lots of interesting stuff uh, ahead with these guys. Um, is there any other uh, episodes that you want to talk about a little bit briefly here? We kind of, we've kind of like some of these others we talked about a little bit here and there. Like, I know I mentioned the Rancor one a little bit earlier. That's one of Jabba's Rancors. It's not the same Rancor that's in Return of the Jedi, I don't think, because yeah, that think one was so. like, yeah, it's just it's just another one of Jabba's Rancors. But it was cool seeing Bib Fortuna in that episode as well, and. I mean, I quickly mentioned Cut Laquane and his family in the second episode. That was really cool. It was um, cool to see the planet from Je- Jedi Fallen Order, the fucking scrapper. Oh yeah, there. Bracca. Yeah, we saw Bracca in, in 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 Battle Scars and Reunion. Those two episodes. Yeah, that that was pretty cool to see that, and to think that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god, why is my brain being dumb right now? Um, uh. The character you play in Fallen Order is somewhere on that planet at that moment, you know, like kind of. Yeah, uh, Cal. Yeah, <laughs> Cal. Cal Kestis. That's it. Sorry, my brain went yeah. blank there. We've said so many names; it's hard to hold them all in my empty brain. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, um so that's uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, that was cool. Again, Cad Bane and Toto was awesome. Seeing him just fucking put the whooping on Hunter that in their duel was was crazy. Yeah, like he just straight up fucking out drew him. Took him out, yeah. Which yeah. makes sense. I mean, it's Cat Bane, dude. Like, I mean, okay. come on. The best bounty hunter in the galaxy. And then we've talked about Sid briefly a little bit. I thought she was a, I thought she was a cool addition. I wasn't sure if I would like her at first, but then over time, like, she was a cool addition to the dynamic yeah, of all, of all these. I, was, uh, I wasn't sure if. Uh... If she was going to be trustworthy or not, you know, I figured she might betray the badge at some point, but um, yeah. it goes a little bit of a different direction uh, than that. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was a, it was a solid, solid season. Um, I ended up loving it, whereas like when the show was 
was first announced, I was like, well, do we really need this? But uh, yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I can't wait for season two. That'll be next year. We'll definitely be talking about that as well. You better believe it. And uh, yeah, much like Josh, I uh, well, for me, I always want to play a Star Wars RPG, but um, <laughs> I know Josh in particular after this was a little bit more excited about that too. I was like, I want to. Uh, we didn't talk about the music, but I want to for just a minute. Oh, uh, I mean, the music, Kevin Kiner, dude, like the uh, Kiner brothers, they're always, the, they always kill it, man. The Bad Batch theme is badass, but the you only kind of hear is, it is great. like a couple times yeah. at the end in the finale when they're all fighting together as the Bad Batch in with the, Crosshair. In the training room. And yeah. it fucking plays. It's so good. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is uh, Crosshair's like evil theme. I don't know what it's actually called, or like, but like when he's talking as an Imperial mm. and that and that like dark just kind of music plays. Oh my yeah. god, it's so dope! I love it. Um, I need to listen to it a little. I need to listen to like all of the Bad Batch music a little bit more. Um, but it it's just fantastic all the way uh, all the way through, and I can't wait for the next season. Uh, yeah, the music is just fantastic uh, uh but yeah i did want to mention that just because like that theme his 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 evil theme stands out to me so much uh, mm. uh um yeah no, the mu- music was, was was very very good is there anything else you um, want to talk about daniel or i mean i don't know we, we kind of briefly talked about most all of it already like we went through the cameos and the characters and uh, some of the other episodes here and there, um, the 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 beginning one and then the end and, and all that stuff. No, I mean I I don't really have. Uh, I guess I don't really have much else to say other than uh, they brought out a new. They brought out a poster. Have you have you have you seen it? They like dropped it. I think today. Watch. It's, I'm gonna throw it. Up, I'm gonna throw it up in the chat for you guys. Look at how cool this poster is. Yes, this is a dope poster. All episodes now like streaming. Look at that! Oh, all I mean, the character, all the all the characters in the show, basically all the main ones, rather. What the hell? Why is mine? And then, like in the bottom, you can see clones on the left and stormtroopers on the right. That's nuts, dude. One second. Sorry, guys. Whoop, there's the poster. There it is. See, you can you can see uh, the clones on the on the left there and on the bottom and the stormtroopers on the right. And then above poster. we have Yeah, then above we have, you know, the Bad Batch and Caleb and Depa, Rex, Omega, the Martez sisters, Sid, Toto, Chopper, Hera, Cad, Fennec, Hauser, Saw, Tarkin and Rampart, and then you got Nalase, Tanwi, and uh 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 Lamasu. Very, very cool, man. Yeah. So overall, yeah, I mean I just I really enjoyed the season, man. It was it was really, really good. Uh, I'm excited for, for more Star Wars. I'm glad we don't have to wait too much longer for more Star Wars either, by the way. Mm-hmm. Because um, we're going to be getting Star Wars Visions next month, which I'm very excited about. Oh, There's yeah. a lot of interesting stories in that that I want to check out. Um, That's going to be very exciting. And then um, we have the book of Boba Fett in December that I'm pretty hype about. And then also recently the Obi-Wan Kenobi show uh, has wrapped filming. So we're going to be getting that uh, at some point next year, probably sooner rather than later. 
Um, so I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty hyped about all that. Uh, lots of good stuff coming, man. I, yeah, well, while we have to wait for the continuation of the story of the Bad Batch, we're going to have other things in the meantime, um, which is always good because I always, I always like to have Star Wars, man. I'm, we, uh, we are now in a in a in a spoiled time where we can have Star where we sh- you know we could and should have Star Wars all the time now you know yeah long long gone are the dark times when all we had was was Clone Wars and and the Force Unleashed and like nothing else you know yep um but anyway uh yeah it was a good time yeah. I enjoyed the shit out of Bad Batch so yeah same I I can't wait to. I can't wait to an, an interesting thing for me would be how I feel about the the season like on a rewatch, you know? Cuz mm-hmm. like when, when every time I do rewatches of like Clone Wars and Rebels and stuff, I'm like, "All right. Do you know what you know what the stuff that you love? And then there's the stuff that's like, "All right, this is cool, but like I can't wait till we get to this stuff." You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think it'll be kind of what we talked about though, like, you know, like Infested is probably going to be one of those where it's like, "All right, this is there's some stuff in here that's cool, but like I can't wait till we get, you know, to this point, you know, but yeah. Uh I think if that's if that'll do it, then I think that's that'll that's 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 gonna be it, huh? That's gonna do it, guys. We're gonna do our shout outs here. Um uh, tweet at us, let us know what you thought of the bad bets, join the Discord, join the discussion on that, and we will go ahead and do our shout outs. Daniel, you are up. All right, hello. Thank you everybody for joining us on episode eighty four talking about that batch um coming up for me streaming wise i'm gonna be doing some a lot of variety i uh will be doing final fantasy 14 online tomorrow probably gonna be doing some red dead on wednesday and then i recently picked up tribes of midgard so we'll be trying that out probably on thursday so if you want to check that game out come uh hang out um but yeah that's gonna be it for me uh next week uh we will be having uh probably well, actually i i will wait i'll wait on that announcement we'll, we'll next week should should be should be good though uh but if all goes well it'll be an uh, an episode with a guest yes so uh yeah that'll we need to double check but possibly yeah, very yeah, strong yeah. possibility definitely 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 uh but yeah that's that's gonna be it for me uh i'll see you guys later thanks for hanging out peace out bye-bye hello y'all uh thanks for hanging out with the show thank you for those that came in for the discussion on the bad batch we see you in the chat we appreciate you 84 episodes guys stick around with us a little bit longer we'll get to episode 100 it'd be fucking dope af um uh upcoming for me just keep an eye out my stream might not might check out uh some st- starforge stuff if, uh, i'll let you know about that stuff um if you like what you've seen hit the follow button uh follow daniel on on his twitch and, and the youtubes and the, uh the podcast is available on spotify and uh and then google podcast and all those places we have a link tree where you can get to all that stuff uh occasionally pops up in the chat i I think i need to make a command for it so it pops up in the chat um uh but yeah uh thanks everybody for sticking around i'm gonna end the recording and then i'm gonna see if there's anybody available that we can throw you viewers to that are actually here and we'll close out with some ads so if you stick around uh, and let the ads play i'll appreciate that
And we will see you all the next time we have a show, which will be Monday, hopefully with a guest. But if not, we'll have something. We'll see. We'll find out. Um, until then, bye-bye, guys. <laughs>